What's up, people? Hotep Jesus. We back. Somebody in the chat said, I always got people waiting. <laughs> we got to build the suspense, man. We got to build the suspense. Hold on. Where's my, um, where's my, where's my voice mod at, man? I need, I need my, I need my sound effect. Where we at? Let me pull my sound effects up. I got, I got something for you. Where we at? <laughs> Another sharp conversation with Hotep Jesus. We got a very, very special guest for y'all today. Before we get into that, y'all already know. Four-time tech startup co-founder, two AI companies, one Bitcoin company, one iPhone app, hopefully Android version coming soon. Two-time author, three-time author coming soon. I'll be on Tim Pool on the 20th. It's going to be really interesting. You guys, look out for that. I ordered his beanie today. Hopefully it arrives on time. We got to get, get Tim Pool a Hotep Nation beanie. Get him. Get him right. You know what I mean? Had a meeting this week with the AI team, Wazo, about our tech, about our plans for 2021. UI looks good. Uh, we hired a manager, W2, dev manager. Dev team's happy, doing well. Y'all can check that out at wazoai.com. Website is still very much under construction. A lot of planning that goes into this. You know, one of these contracts are worth, you know, upwards of 100K. So we're talking about multi-million dollar business here. You know, we get two clients and we're drawing serious revenue. 10 means we have a million. That's Wazo AI, camera vision, analytics. Coinbits app approaching 1 million. Assets under management. It's a big, it's a big milestone for us. As you already know, Bitcoin eclipsed 15,000 this week. I think it's at, uh, let me see what it's at right now. 15.6 Bitcoin is at right now. Like where were y'all earlier this year when I told you I'd get on our app, coinbitsapp.com. Link is in the description box below, by the way. Where were y'all? Y'all didn't get on Bitcoin? Yeah, Bitcoin shopped to 15,000. I'm asking my friends and family, like, did you get any? Like, nah, I'm like, what are you waiting for? What are you guys waiting for? Get in the game, man. Still early, too. Even with the price at 15000 it's still early. I got to get in. Shout out to my partners, Yusef and Maher over there at CoinBitsApp. Shout out to the mods in the building. Brody's in the building. Raiders in the building. Appreciate y'all. Y'all the best. Y'all are really the best. And Jifitas, content creator's favorite app, allows you to download just some videos from Twitter. Just Blaze with the $50 super chat. What up, homie? What up, JB? How you feeling, my brother? He said, power is in tearing human minds to pieces and putting them together again. In new shapes of your own choosing. Otep Orwell. <laughs> I got a special guest for y'all today. She's been ripping Jack Dorsey a new asshole. <laughs> C 
consistently. She is. She just joined Twitter. I'm not bringing you on screen yet, Eliza. Oh, I, I, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta set this up. <laughs> I gotta set this up. She joined Twitter, I believe, in December. She's been killing it, killing it, killing it. Counts growing fast, and I'm glad too, uh, because she's very focused around this niche of human trafficking, and um. She stays laser focused on that and has made a lot of inroads and has, you know, educated a lot of people on this subject, including me. And tonight, you guys are going to get educated by the one and only Eliza Blue. Hi, Hotep. What's up? How you feeling, girl? How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Absolute, absolute pleasure. We got a lot to talk about tonight. So, so um, much you know what about. you were talking, you were talking about my profile growing quickly and thank you for that. But a large part of it growing quickly has been the rally and support from the hoteps, especially you, like you've been publicly supporting me. You've been privately supporting me. You've been probably one of the most supportive people on Twitter. And then the hoteps also rallied behind. So thank you to the hoteps. Shout out to the hoteps. Like, I love y'all. Y'all have been incredible to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cause I was kind of like a, I'm like a, um, wild card you know what i mean like i didn't necessarily fit in anywhere and i just came out and just started talking about human trafficking from a survivor's perspective and from an advocate's perspective and you hotel jesus one of the first people with a big platform that really took interest and never asked for anything in return you just and you know and that really means a lot to me that goes a long long way with me so thank you thank you thank you thank you oh no doubt i mean i have a daughter so this topic is near and dear to me you know when when you're a father and um you know, you have a little girl, you worry about shit like this. You know what I mean? And, you know, my daughter, she watches all those like, you know, uh, crime shows and CSI and all of that stuff. And so she's very conscious of this stuff. Right. So sometimes we'll say something like, uh, you know, why'd you do this? She's like, that's how you get kidnapped. <laughs> you know what I mean? So she's she's very conscious of her surroundings, so on, and so forth. But um, yeah, I feel like it's a duty. You know, Joe Rogan gave me the platform. He really like boosted my signal, right? Got Adams really boosted my signal. A lot of people boosted my signal. Jason Whitlock, my signal. I feel like with my signal being so boosted, you got to pay it forward, right? So I mean, let's be honest, Hotep. I would have boosted my own signal with or without you. You just yes, helped you it along more swiftly. But I, <laughs> I mean, you were you I'm were like, doing. But I appreciate you. But I appreciate. No, I was already good, but. <laughs> Yeah, you were you were already Thanks. like killing it, you know. No, but you know what? And shout out to you. Shout out to Michael Malice. Michael Malice has also been a big support. Um, Hotep Witt has been a big support. Uh, Felicia Killings has been a big support. Like there have been so many folks that have just rallied behind this. Like within ten months, it's garnered it's garnered attention from from folks of just completely diverse populations. You know what I'm saying? Like. So congratulations on the Tim Pool thing, by the way. He's incredible. I, I Listen, I like literally have to visit Tim Pool's Twitter once a day because I'm like, let me see what Tim Pool's talking about, you know? Let me see what Tim Pool's talking about real quick because I know he's going to give it. Listen, he's like one of the wildest stories ever. I've watched him go from like one way to a completely different way, yeah. but he remained based either way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. It's been a fun. I've really, really enjoyed watching Tim Pool. And he's a smart, he's a smart I feel dude, like so. I feel like we'll people... See want him to pick sides and he's 
And these people call him like a fence player, but I think he's just looking at things from all angles, right? Well, they want anybody with a platform to pick sides. Mm. Bro, I'm a survivor of human trafficking. They want me to pick sides. What's you know si- what I'm saying? What side do you pick? For what? I mean, with all this politics and stuff. How am I picking for politics? Are you right uh, wing, I mean, left wing? In what wing? context? So I identify as a constitutional conservative libertarian. That just means I love the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Libertarian, like kind of do you. And I'll do me, stay out of my business, I'll stay out of yours. And then we always draw the line at human rights violations, right? Which is why one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about human trafficking, modern day slavery, uh, because I consider it a human rights violation. So when we talk about child sexual abuse material, it falls under human rights violation because it also falls under human trafficking. So that's sort of where we step in. Does that make sense? So we had the debate between um, Trump and uh, Biden and Mm -hmm. uh, Trump used the word coyote. And no, <laughs> no, I didn't realize. Listen, there are moments in history in my life, especially this year, right, where I've been like, oh my gosh, I have so much work to do. Like, literally, like, I'll be thinking I'm trucking along, like, rolling, roll. You know, I think I'm like teaching everybody about human trafficking and child sexual abuse material, but like in a fun way where it's not too abrasive. You know what I mean? Like, people are like, okay, I can kind of handle this chick. Like, she's, she's telling me some truth, but she's not too depressing. You know what I mean? And that day with the coyote thing really made me realize I was like, I have a lot more work to do than I was originally thinking. <laughs> I'm like, damn. And, and then, damn. so how does it make you feel when they try to minimize? Because Trump is talking about, partly he's talking about, you know, when they see these people coming over here with families, a lot of them are human right. traffickers. They're using children as, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? fodder uh an excuse and saying oh this is my child but really they're trafficking children and using them to get across the board right when we say a lot it's better if we sort of not use like such broad terms so sometimes there are children that are brought over across the border um when so i think a big deal when we're talking about that specific issue is that we make a defined line between human smuggling and human trafficking Mm. There is a vast difference between the two. So human smuggling uh, is, there's consent involved. Human trafficking, there isn't consent consent involved. So human trafficking can be forced, fraud, or coercion for the sale of labor or sex. So that could be, and that's across the board. So human smuggling, like I could pay you, Hotep Jesus, to smuggle me into Canada, right? That's not human trafficking because it's there's a consensual relationship there. I'm saying Hotep Jesus says the plug, I'm going to pay him. He's going to get me into Canada. Okay. Uh, Human trafficking is a completely different thing. So we have to make sure that we draw these very defined lines. And I think one thing that's very interesting when we're talking about border issues is that uh, you can pay someone to smuggle, to smuggle you, and it can turn into a human trafficking situation. That to me is probably one of the saddest, most heartbreaking things in the entire world is someone's actually paying to be trafficked. So that's where that situation specifically really breaks my heart and really gets under my skin is that a lot of folks are paying to be smuggled and then uh, they're actually being trafficked inadvertently. Mm, Does that make sense? Mm, Does that make sense? Yeah. They're paying to be smuggled to come to the country and then they end up being trafficked. Yeah. It's like a false promise. So um, something that would be the equivalent in the United States would be like if you paid to join a modeling agency and the modeling agent ended up trafficking you for sex or labor. And that happens too. All the time. That's yeah. how I got traffic. That's how you got traffic. I didn't traffic. 
That's how I got trafficked. Was to right. a bogus modeling deal. Um, we're gonna talk about it in a second. Um, if, yes, you, sir. if you don't mind. But um, how do you feel when the left tries to minimize? You know, because of their hate for Trump, right? They try to minimize right. what's actually happening at the border with human trafficking. And how do you deal with that? You know, I guess. So this is complete. Yeah. So this is completely a bipartisan issue, right? I've been very transparent about a lot of my political views in public. So like on Twitter, because it is a private account, so I can kind of say and do whatever I want. Um, and I have my own thoughts and opinions. But when I'm serving survivors, I have a very like even kill. Everybody starts on an even playing field. I view all survivors regardless of their political views, how they identify, generate, you know, all that whole deal. You know what I mean? They're all kind of even Steven in my eyes. You know what I mean? Like everybody starts on the same playing field. Um, but, you know, I have a lot of qualms with uh, both sides, how they deal with this. And to be brutally honest, I think it's an egregious offense to continuously use. And this goes for both sides. So I'll call both sides out. And that's why everybody, sometimes everybody gets mad at me on Twitter, but uh, that nobody's paying my bills to say anything. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, that is, this is just me. I'm going to call it like I see it. And when I see any side use uh, survivors of human trafficking or victims of human trafficking, victims of sex trafficking, victims of labor trafficking and modern day slavery for political gains, that to me is re-exploiting those folks that are already at their most vulnerable. I think it's disgusting. Mm. I've seen both sides do it. So the, the deal with the border, I mean, this is the deal with that. It's like everybody likes to give lip service when it's politically convenient and nobody's there when it counts. So my thing is like, okay, if it's something that bothers you that much, like come around, but they don't come around. You say, no dollars are donated. When you say they don't come around, like, what do you mean? No dollars are donated and it's just when the topic I mean, is hot, I guess. When it's politically convenient, same thing with me too. I mean, come on, man. We know what we're talking about here is come on man you know what i'm talking about i mean when it's politically convenient folks will use sex trafficking labor trafficking for everyone when it's politically convenient when i say they're not coming around i mean they're not sending a box of socks to the safe house they're not donating they're not coming down and you know um adopting children that have been lost their parents because of whatever situation at the border they're not around I know they're not around because the same people have been around since I started in the game and it's been a minute. How does that, how do you deal with that emotionally? Like, the, <laughs> I keep laughing. Yo, asshole tap with it. We, I post gifts. I keep laughing and I keep my head up. But I mean, I, I, I'm going to call, I'm going to keep it real with you, Hotep, because it's heartbreaking to me because I'm seeing it happen on both sides of the aisle that, you know, survivors of human trafficking and both in both contexts, victims of human trafficking are just being used as political pawns. It's not a good look. It's a bipartisan issue. This should be a no-brainer. Like, why we're even still talking, like, let's be honest, Hotep, the fact that we're even, that I even have need to be interviewed by you about modern-day slavery and child sexual abuse material should tell you something. This is a problem. Mm. Mm. We're talking about 25 million. They, I'm, okay, so rough estimates, we're talking about 25 million people trapped in modern-day slavery. Uh, upper estimates, of course, 40 million. This year, Modern day slavery, human trafficking, which is which includes international sex trafficking, and labor trafficking. It was estimated at the beginning of the year before the COVID-19 before the COVID-19 lockdown at one hundred and fifty billion dollars in net profits, which will outpace the drug trade this year for the first time in global net profits. We're talking a big, massive problem. And then, of course, once the COVID once the COVID-19 lockdowns happen, 
everything spiked. It's it is a nightmare. What well, how did that, it is how did how did it spike under COVID nineteen? What was the cause of that? Perfect storm. Um, so you have folks that can't work. You know, you got lockdown. The entire world locked down, right? So when folks can't work, uh, you know, there's a joke. I think it's kind of a lame joke, but like the oldest profession in the in the book. You know what I mean? Um, folks get desperate and they start doing things that they never thought they'd do for money. Um, sometimes they're selling their children. In America here. Yes, sir sell their children to pay their bills and they're selling these these children to human traffic wow it could be anything it could be wow. anything hotel i mean so the deal with human trafficking when we're talking about that like i said it's labor and sex trafficking right uh but also so the umbrella of human trafficking is so vast i almost wish it was broken down into more convenient parts right because in from within that umbrella you also have child let's so you have online child sexual abuse material so all the child porn that's online that's all considered human trafficking the sale of black market uh, human organs is considered human trafficking. The sale of adoptions is black market is human trafficking. I mean, this is like wild. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it could be, you know, a, a person that's going to traffic through OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? That, that that's like included a, a in that's in, that's included in, home yes. in human trafficking. OK. Yeah. So if you have a pimp and if you're working through OnlyFans um, and if and if you're getting that money through forced product coercion, any type of manipula manipulation um, that would be considered human trafficking. A uh, child being sold by their parents in any other country for whatever purpose would also be considered what, human what trafficking. If, what if you have an OnlyFans account and you don't have a pimp? Is that still human trafficking? No. So what does not count as human trafficking is any willing adult sex worker. So a willing adult sex worker is not considered human trafficking. Gotcha. And also, um, survival sex is not considered human trafficking. What's survival still sex? Even, survival sex is that gray area between, uh, let's talk about something funner after this. This is not my most fun. Hold on. You know let, 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 let's <laughs> kick it up a notch. No, we can talk about survival sex. I don't care about that. Listen, this is like this is like water off a duck's back. I'm just tired of it, man. It's been a long week. We had the election this week. Let's talk about anything else. No, I'm just saying. Um, so, uh, so survival sex would be if you need something like housing, drugs, uh, medicine, food. Uh, You're selling sex to survive, but you don't necessarily have a pimp or a trafficker. Okay. Now, the only caveat under that situation would be no one under the age of 18, by law, can sell sex, period. Right. No one under the age of 18 can consent to sex with an adult, ever, period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never. No exception. No right. image. Nothing. No exception. Right. Now, um, if you have making sense or am I? No, no, that's totally makes sense. I just I just All you right. got to remember these things are documented for the end of time. And I just want people to be completely educated. That's why I'm going through some right. of these terms and making sure people understand. Yeah. Now, Sorry. if you haven't just... if you have an OnlyFans account and you yeah. don't have a pimp, that is still sex trafficking, though. No. No, that's not. No. Okay. If you are a willing adult sex worker, you are a willing adult sex worker. That has nothing to do with human trafficking. That has nothing to do with sex trafficking. Okay. Is there a difference between human trafficking and sex trafficking? Sex trafficking falls under the umbrella of human trafficking. Ah. So if you if you have human trafficking, yes. then you have sex trafficking and labor trafficking underneath. Okay. And then a bunch of other umbrellas. So earlier I sent you uh, the 25 different typologies that have right. been... so. That can even include like somebody doing your nails 
at a nail shop, if it's if they're working without keeping their profits or forced product coercion is involved, that's labor trafficking. Right. Basically slavery. Oh, it is. It is slavery. It's not basically slavery. Let's call it what it is. It's slavery. It's slavery. Yeah. Yes. Um, for the people who only talk about this topic when it's uh, politically convenient, I got to hit him with a, come on, man. Got to hit him with a, come on. Let me read some super chats and get back into this conversation. <laughs> come on, man. Can no, you hear that? Where's, no, I can't hear it. But oh, where's okay. Uncle? Listen, Uncle Hotep literally only showed me love, like, I think once. And I feel the type of way because I feel like Hotep, I feel like Uncle Hotep and I should be friends. You want me to introduce you? We'll get, we'll get you on his channel, too. I don't need an introduction. He already. All right. We'll get I you mean, on I mean, his... I hate to be. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me hop into these super chats real, real All quick. Right. North Star Bright 49 Super Chat. He said, respect for New England. Thanks for the great guests and great content. The last $10 Super Chat, he said, I watched one of Eliza's vid vids. It was inspirational and sad at the same time. This is a worldwide problem. Uh -huh. Chad Lemoyne says, shout out to my fellow blue eyes, uh, blue eye white devil. <laughs> did was... you tell Chad? Hey, did you tell Chad? Is right now a good or bad time to tell him? Uh, well, let me tell you what he texted me. And that might answer oh. your question. He said, tell her I said she's pretty cute for a white girl. <laughs> Uh, shout out to chat yeah Yo, you know what actually i was really enjoying i actually was talking to my best friend amanda shout out amanda i know you're watching uh you know i was talking to her i was like yo to be honest like the real standout i was like hold up with it was hilarious the night that y'all were doing like the election broadcasting but i was like chad is amazing i was like he has these great ideas he's very smart he's like on it with the libertarian stuff you know, and I'm not super libertarian where I'm like weird. You know what I mean? Right. Like I don't have time to be weird like that. I'm I'm weird enough on my own. I don't have time to be libertarian weird. But uh, I, I was really enjoying Chad. I was like, dang, where are you hiding him, Hotel? I know what he's married. Mean? It wasn't like that. Chad Chad's been around. I feel like, he's, he's I feel one like of the, Chad needs a louder voice. Chad's been, you know, Chad is one of the producers for Hotel's been told you. Um, if anybody watched the show this week, you, you saw the, the intro he made this week. He gets million shout outs and he's got his own podcast called Anar uh, Aquarian Anarchy on YouTube. You should subscribe. Is he an anarchist? Yeah. Boost his signal. You should, he's an anarchist. He's an anarchist libertarian. You should definitely boost his YouTube channel. I try not to listen, channel. man. I stick to the script. I'm not saying nothing about Chad. I'm just saying I stick to the script and I very rarely stray. Right. You'll, I, I think you like the message. I pretty much barely stray. I think I think you'll enjoy his content though. It's it's very no, educational. No, I do enjoy his con. I enjoyed him. But you gotta you gotta subscribe to his YouTube channel. We gotta get him to a okay. thousand subscribers. Chad, Chad, go ahead and, and pop your YouTube channel in here so we can get you some subscribers, my brother. Um, he said I'm pretty cute for a white girl. <laughs> Hotep with it. Hotep with it in the oh. building. Nineteen ninety nine super chat. It. He said, uh, peace and blessing to everyone here. Hope everyone is holding strong while we sit in limbo. Eliza got me sent to the doghouse. My time there can only be seen on OnlyFans. Promo code Blue Rabbit. Stay with it. <laughs> Shout out to little bro Hotep with it. Hotep I love Hotep with it. I love Hotep with it. He's just, there's something about his energy. Like, honestly, it makes me feel good. So what's funny about my relationship with Twitter, because I truly feel as if it's like some type of relationship, is that the way I view the Hoteps is like, okay, if I ever needed Twitter goons, like, I feel like Hotep would, would, would like swoop in 
and be my Twitter goon, but I've never called in that favor. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how many? I've never called you in. You missed that- the times when we used to just get rid of cats on Twitter. Like, like we had a problem, a and we favor. just when you ready, we we swarm like Voltron. I've never called in a hotel. Well, not on Twitter. And there was one day I was really itching for it because they were really calling me a racist because I said something nice about Kanye West mm. under being one of Kanye's posts. Remember oh, that day yeah. I got like two thousand death threats. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what was that about? Like, like. Okay, what? I'll tell you what it was about. Maybe I shouldn't even. I don't even know if I want to give it any oxygen, to be honest. Well, we I said make something it... nice to Kanye West. I, all I did was say something nice to Kanye West, which is standard. Like, if, if anybody, like, uh, travels with me on Twitter as, like, part of my journey, um, I'm just kind of just nice. Right. Pretty much just nice. Like, I don't go, like, I can, I can laugh from a distance when other people are being extra. But in generally speaking, I pretty much run a PG operation. And I just said something nice to Kanye West. And I got like 2,000 death threats. That was just weird. It was the weirdest thing. Why though? It was the weirdest thing. You don't know? It was a it was a nuanced reason why. Well, they were mad. Well, it was a nuanced reason. I okay. What was the day? I'd have to ask Amanda man. We I can pull it up later. He was I was congratulating him for being on the ballot, which in 12 states I believe that he was. And I just said, hey man, because this is the deal. I lived in Chicago for eight and a half years. You know what I'm saying? I lived in Chicago for eight and a half years, South side and the West side. So like a lot of us ran in similar circles. Let's put it that way. And it was nice to see for years. I've seen Virgil get put on. I've seen Don C be put on. I've seen all these people from uh, Kanye's, you know, like group be put on. And I've been seeing Kanye just like, yeah, sometimes he trips up. But he tends to have more of a breakthroughs than breakdowns. You know mm. what I mean? He calls his breakdowns breakthroughs, you know? Mm. And I just see the harder he goes, I see people come at him. And when I know people are coming at people, I even do, I, I step in and try to say nice stuff a lot of times when I think people are being kicked, kicked on Twitter. And I'm not trying to act like I'm poly perfect on Twitter. Trust me, I have my fun too. But right. I'm not trying to act like Mother Teresa on Twitter. But I was, all I said was, I woke up that morning that was one of the first posts I saw was was uh, Kanye West talking about how he was on the ballot or something. Or so he had posted the first time he was written in on the ballot. Okay. And he was on 12 ballots, right? So. 12 states. All I, yeah, 12 states. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And all I said was, wow, it brings a tear to my eye to see you do so. Like, basically, I said, it brings a tear to my eye to see you do something so amazing and incredible. Because. Even though it might not seem like it, I see Kanye West as somebody, I see myself as having a lot of parallels to Kanye West in the way that a lot of times in my path and in my journey, I could have chose to go one way. And sometimes I did cho- choose to go that way. And then other times, and then when the, when the real rubber met the road, I started choosing to go the other way. And also I like his creative mind. I like his visionary spirit. I like the way he thinks outside the box. I like the way he speaks in symphonies. I, I like a lot of things about Kanye West. Do I think he's perfect? Absolutely not. But I think he's a very misunderstood living genius and living legend. And it made me feel happy and proud to know that somebody went from Chicago because trust me, when those guys were hanging out in Chicago to avoid that lifestyle that they could have been involved in, was really hard. It was really, really hard. And a lot of us played both sides of the tracks 
And he could have, you know, there's a lot of times he could have made a different decision. Let's put it that way. And he didn't. And it just made me really happy to think that somebody that I identify with was going after their dreams. So I said, congratulations. It brings. So the only thing I did in that post, in that tweet, was I just said something nice. And then I, I instead of putting ballot, I put ballet. Like I misspelled <laughs> ballot and I put ballet, which is Twitter, right? Oh, what is, oh my God. I know they crucified you for that. Bro, they dragged, whatever. It's all good, man. They dragged me so hard. It's all good. But I mean, I was literally just being nice. That's a long story short. I was being nice. I didn't even call Hoteps in then when I got like 2,000 death threats on Twitter. You think Twitter had the time to censor that? No. Right. It's like they got this double man. standard. Double standard? That's like the understatement of the century. <laughs> double standard. What about the censoring, right? Like, they've been censoring everybody, <laughs> but they won't censor your human trafficker. Or Here we go. Let me, I feel like, like, oh, I'm loose, Conor right? walking. Lord Jesus, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things. Now, um, okay, this is a scoop with that, okay? So Twitter did just change the terms of service. So before they just changed their terms of service, I mean, and I mean just, like, just, just, just changed their terms of like service. Like last week, right? Like, yeah, like the other day, just right. changed their terms of service. Um, so this is the deal. There are so many child sexual abuse material profiles on Twitter and it's rampant. It is absolutely rampant. Like, and if you haven't encountered it, I feel glad for you. A lot of national organizations have been asking Twitter for years. So this is the scoop. So when Twitter switched over to having um, pornographic material, we call it NSFW material, not safe for work material. Um, that just opened up a can of worms that I don't think that they were ready to handle. So there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is that, that the technology exists to pull down this material immediately and to also use facial recognition capabilities to potentially save victims' lives. Uh, the unfortunate part about this is that Twitter is unwilling to tackle this issue at the rate that they need to be. Mm. And I mean, so the, the way it goes is like this. Every profile that's on Twitter, and I'm by the way, I'm not just, singling out Twitter because I hate Twitter. I actually love Twitter. Um, but it, this goes for all social media platforms, but or all big tech social media platforms, I should say. But uh, the technology exists to pull it down. They're just not using it at the, for the capability. But every time those profiles are live and active, there's advertising sales off those profiles and there's data sales off those profiles. So they're getting paid off. Oh, yeah. And, and it seems like they move faster to censor all of the conservatives and Trump stuff. Meanwhile, you have this pedophile and human trafficking and pornographic material all over. I wow. mean, you, do, you basically just said it. You're basically doing my job for me because that's exactly <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> why, why I they, mean, let's call it. Why are they moving faster on that stuff instead of the, the stuff they really need to? Danielle said uh, Zoom is a big player uh, in this too. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Big time. Yeah. You're right. How? Yes. Big time. 
Uh, I mean, so basically what they do is they do like pedophiles will have uh, live Zooms with other pedophiles and there'll be live shows of them sexually assaulting children. For entertainment. Wow. Oh, yeah. For past entertainment. Wow. Sexual pleasure and gratification. What the fuck? That's oh, this wild. is real. And it's not like, okay, like, it's not a little bit. It's so bad. Well, first and foremost, this year during the COVID-19 lockdown, the there has been 126% increase in reported online child sexual abuse material. We are talking in the billions of images reported. Just imagine what's not reported. Mm. And the difficulty with this topic is, is it's so scary and so heartbreaking that no one wants to talk about it. But we are literally talking about modern day slavery at its worst. Um, unfortunately, the effects of that child sexual abuse can ruin someone's entire life. I've seen it. I've seen people that literally never returned their brain uh, fragments, which I love people no matter how their brain works, right? But, um, but yeah, their brains fragment and they never come back. Do you think Twitter or the people at the you know at the button right I, I you know they, they have their because it's you know jack isn't there day-to-day no. pressing buttons no. it's, but there are employees there who get to choose who to censor and who not to censor i know i know how many there are censoring this specific issue because i've been in the meetings with twitter okay. i weasel my grimy little way into the meetings and so i know i know a lot more than the average bear and i'm telling you uh that folks would be aghast at how little the situation is being handled, especially considering the fact that the technology exists to handle it. There's no plausible reason they're profiting off of this situation. Um, you know, I haven't even talked about my personal situation. I mean, I, we could talk about the child sexual. Yeah, we could talk about that too. But I mean, this is just specifically the child sexual abuse material. Right. Uh, it is a nightmare. It is literally a nightmare. Yesterday I posted, um, you know, Operation Kickstart was awarded by the FBI they in in since february they had 2200 uh child sexual abuse material counts with an additional 350 every day that was just one uh, i'm sorry 350 more each month child sexual abuse material profiles on social media that was just one fbi investigation mm. they're creating online profiles one, for this stuff for free wow. so imagine you're a child you're sexually assaulted. And then the worst moment of your life is watched repeatedly. I've met children where their sexual abuse has been watched within a matter of a couple of days, over a hundred thousand times on Twitter. Grown adults. And, and, and I know some of this stuff exists. I heard on Pornhub too. People are uploading. So Pornhub. Yeah. So Pornhub, um, shout out to trafficking hub. That's my girl. Shout out to trafficking hub. Um, trafficking hubs kind of, this is like, that's their world. That's their realm. You know, um, we get really dicey when we have these conversations. First and foremost, I'm never going to put the, the needs of willing adult sex workers over the needs of human trafficking victims, survivors, and child abuse or rape victims. None of that. Like never, you're never going to get me to budge on that. That's a hard line for me. Willing adult sex workers can always figure it out. And to be honest, I've reached out to them to help them try to figure it out. Why? Why are not you, trying to have that conversation? Why did you feel the need to preface what you're about to say with that? Because sex worker community likes to come for me like I'm coming for them. I'm not coming for them. I could care less. What willing adult sex workers do is none of my business. 
That's mm-hmm. not my, that's not my bag, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, they always like to come for me, come at me sideways. I don't really care what you're doing. And, and to be honest, if anybody's not going to judge you, it's me. Cause I come from that game. I come from that lifestyle. So I'm not coming for your hustle. I don't care about that. I care about the non-consensual stuff. So when it comes to trafficking on Pornhub, um, we've had a lot of people step forward. Same with OnlyFans, same with Twitter, same with Instagram, Facebook's being sued. I mean, all these big tech platforms and trafficking hub, um, but the laws are stingy and the things are hard to prove. Mm. So, you know, I think that it's on us, right? So we're talking about the problem, but we can definitely touch on some solutions too, because I don't want to just focus on the problem. I think we oh, should yeah. probably focus on some well, yeah. solutions. I mean, I got a lot of talk points we're going to cover tonight. How much time I got with you tonight? Hotep, your time with me is endless. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. He's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Listen, There's... if this if this stream ends for any reason, it wasn't the redacted. It was Hotep getting sick of me. <laughs> All right, so the people at Twitter that have the power to hit the button, do you think there are employees that are in on this and kind of let this stuff slide because for whatever reason, maybe they get pleasure out of that type of... I don't speak in hypotheticals. Okay. So I'm not going to put blame on someone that I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't speak in hypotheticals. I speak in what I know. What I know is the numbers. And uh, just statistically speaking, they have the capability. They they have the capability. They know what to do. Uh, they've been focused on navigating the conversation around the election, navigating conversation around things like Hunter Biden. And to be honest, I get really, really sick of it because if there's one thing that you should be navigating, it's the human rights violation around around child sexual abuse material. I was willing to compromise with them because if I say you have to remove all the human trafficking and all the child sexual abuse material, which by the way, all child sexual abuse material is human trafficking, right? So if I say that, they'd have to go through and prove that every adult that had you know, um, pornographic material, not safe for work material on their, you know, that that was a consensual agreement. So I was almost willing to meet them halfway and say, okay, just no, just no child sexual abuse material. They can't even do that. They won't even do that. That's wow. That's fucking. All right. Let's. Yeah, it's pretty bad because they have all the energy in the world to censor whatever they want to. Right. Right. The technology exists. They they have all the energy in the world. Well, the technology exists to remove the child sexual. Dude. So there's an entire nonprofit that teaches survivors how to code. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this ain't nothing new. You know what I mean? Like, there's an entire nonprofit called Anticons, and they teach survivors how to code. And a lot of those survivors choose to write code to remove child sexual abuse material and to help survivors not fall into the life sort of like how they did. Right. Like, this is not a new, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, this, they, to Uncle come Hope, on, come man. on, man. Like, this is nothing new. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's get in some super chats. And they're profiting off of it. Yeah, let's get in some super chats. Let's get in some super chats. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about your personal story. Um, P from Runaway 499 Super Chat. He said, uh, she's a Kanye stan. I'm following her immediately. Yes, she is. She loves loves Kanye. Um, Yeah, I do. A lot of the people that. Unabashedly so. Yeah, you know, it seems like everybody in my circle is, is a Kanye stan. Kanye's the GOAT. Uh, Cassius Cam, $10 yeah. Super Chat. He said, here's a dime for the dime, dropping dimes. Hotep to the people. Thank you, Cassius. Um, the chat's loving you tonight, so I guess your lighting is good. 
<laughs> I know you were concerned about that earlier. <laughs> I was super concerned. I was scared I was going to outshine Hotep on his own show, which we already knew was going to happen, but. <laughs> you right. already know what was going to happen. Bro, I'm the, I am like Kanye. I'll just interview myself. You know, when like uh, Rogan, when uh, Kanye, when Ye was on Rogan, Ye just like interviewed himself. Yeah. I'm like that. I should have just let you go live and just have you sit there. You could have been doing work, do, playing chess, and I just would have interviewed myself. And that's the funny part, right? Because you hit me earlier. You were like, uh, you know, do you want some material? Do you want some materials? And in my head, I'm like, what do I need materials for? You're about to just go off. <laughs> I haven't even. The wild part is I haven't even gone off yet. I don't uh, know if I'm we're, gonna. We're 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 just getting started. Um, and like I said, I got notes here. I, I but let's get into your story. I know it's gonna be tough for the viewers. It's gonna be tough for me. But um, let's talk about your experience being trafficked. Um, how that began, you know what that experience was life and then getting out of that life. Yeah. So how did you, <laughs> she's like, yeah. Why are you more upset about this than me? He's all taking deep breaths and I'm sitting here with this cheesy grin, like, oh God, I guess. Cause no, like, I'll... just to think about it, it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm very empathetic. You know what I mean? It's just like. So what's hilarious about everything to me is that you have this reputation of being like the most misogynist, like, um, like a hole. See, I don't cuss like, you know what I mean? In interviews or whatever, but like you have this reputation of like being the most misogynist, a hole, whatever. Hotep has done, Hotep Jesus has done nothing but build me up, lift me up, cares about me. You see, he gets upset about even the thought of me being exploited and something that was non-consensual. And it's, it's been so funny because you know, Michael Malice has the same sort of reputation of being like a jerk on, tw on Twitter or online, super empathetic, very interested in these issues. And it's just so funny to me because folks that get the bad, worst rep, like are the ones that have probably rallied around me some of the most. So it's just funny to see you like that. But um, mm, yeah, so that. yeah, no, but for real though, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't lie. I mean, a lot of folks have supported, but I always remember the ones that do. So, um, yo, you know what? You didn't even give me no credentials at the beginning of this show. What do you mean? Or you didn't announce any of my credentials, any of my interviews. You didn't even make me sound that cool. I was you were like, this is like, I was, I was, nah. I was trying to hype it up, but, but you know what I mean? You was there ain't no hype up. <laughs> it was no hype up, bro. These I people don't you. even know I got credentials. I failed you. I failed you. I'm sorry. People don't even know I got credentials. It's all right. I'll give myself credentials. Um, so yeah, so my story. I was actually and, and that I was just, actually one of my talking points, though. We were gonna go through that. I didn't, okay, I didn't sorry. Wanna, yeah. But we Look, can do that just now. Like with Kanye. Just like with Kanye. No, no, no. That's all good. Man, let's just rip the band-aid off and get this out of the way. <laughs> this is what the people really want to hear anyway. Um, yeah, so and I just want to let anyone know that. You know, when I talk about these issues, I always try to do it with a smile on my face because, um, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where if you're not laughing, you're crying. And I don't ever want people to think I'm not taking this seriously because I definitely take it very, very, very seriously. And on that note, if for some reason today, anything that we talk about is uh, triggering or upsetting in any way, like, please reach out for help. Um, even if you're a survivor of sexual assault, sexual abuse, domestic violence, human trafficking, or another violent crime, um, if at any point you have thoughts of suicide, like please reach out for help. Um, always every day I post a suicide, well I try to every day post a suicide lifeline. I know folks are struggling out there. 
I always try to post the human trafficking hotline. Um, and if there's something that we talk about today that strikes a chord with you, and if you have more questions, please reach out to the hotline. So what happens when you reach out to the hotline is um, if you're having a thought of suicide or if you think maybe you're in a relationship or a past relationship where you've experienced abuse, when you call, you'll speak to an advocate just like me. So Hotel Jesus really didn't let you know that. But I'm an advocate, I'm a survivor advocate. It's all good, bro. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got you. I got it right just here. It's this. it's right just here. It's this. the it's the fourth bullet this. point. Just man, fourth bullet point. We bro- we breeze past those bullet points. Just like when Twitter tried to ban me, and I breeze past the algorithm. I was like, <laughs> um, man, just know this. When I start my own podcast called Kiss My Ass Podcast, I'm gonna give you zero credentials. <laughs> I don't have. You're any. gonna be. You're gonna be, bro. You're gonna be the homie from around the way. Is what you're gonna get. Yeah, this I is like the homie that. From around the way, hotel Jesus. No. I like that. I don't have any credentials. I'm just a homie. Yeah, you are the homie. You're the homie from around the way. Greg Henderson um, said, yo, why she acting up? <laughs> Hold on, let me hit it with a... Come on, man. <laughs> I hit you with a Joe Biden. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Well, he don't know me that. He don't know me that well. So let's, Bro, talk, about, let's talk about your work. I, su- I survived nine years of sex trafficking. I, I, I'm free now. I, I earned the right to act up. You have. You definitely have. He just, he just mad because he never seen anybody this free. <laughs> So let's talk about your work, right? Like that's what you do day to day. Why don't we just get the story? Why don't we just get the story out of the way, and then I'll tell how people how I got into the work. Well, well damn it! Which what order do you want to go in, Eliza? Do, do you want to so, do the story, or do you want to talk about your credentials? Which one? I'd rather listen. The credentials come out. I the credentials just come out. I, why don't we just rip off the band aid for the story, and then the credentials will come out? How about that? All right, let's do it. All right, sorry, Hotep. Um. Can't control yay. Um, so, so yeah, so I was uh, I was groomed at age 15. I was homeschooled first and foremost, which is a little bit why I'm so socially awkward, right? Um, but I was I was homeschooled, so I was homeschooled on the farm by my parents, and you know, my parents gave me this awesome upbringing, but they didn't really teach me how the world really was. So I kind of thought everybody was nice and a good person. And uh, that, so that sort of gave me a little bit of an off footing. You get what I'm saying? Like, so already I had sort of an unrealistic view of the way that the world was. Very naive. And maybe. Yeah, very naive. I mean, I still have these tendencies, you know, that's why I can be friends with jerks like you. And it's like, cool. Cause like, I still see everybody as being good. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like. Just acting up. <laughs> you love it, bro. It's better than sitting here all crying. Like, I'm sure the people are probably like, thank, thank God oh, we're not man. crying our way through this. But um, yeah, no, I was uh I was groomed at age 15 at a concert. I was uh, you know, sexually assaulted by the person that trafficked me later on at age 16 in Los Angeles. And I was offered a bogus modeling deal. In Los Angeles, you know, people said they wanted to make me a star and I believed them. So because I was homeschooled, I was able to move out of the home very early and I moved to Los Angeles and I was almost trafficked immediately. I was sex trafficked immediately. Uh, They were really good at grooming. Grooming is that pregame sort of thing where they're trying to fill you out. And because I was sort of vulnerable, because I thought everybody was a good person, um, I was a perfect target. And... 
I was sex trafficked and then I got out of the life, which was awesome. But unfortunately, like a lot of survivors, uh, because that initial trauma was there, I went back and I had a heck of a time getting out. The second time getting out was uh, pretty much life or death. And to be honest, I'm so grateful every day, old Depp. Like literally the fact that I'm alive, like literally I know this is going to sound crazy or like corny or whatever, but literally every day I'm like, I can't believe I'm alive. Literally, like I'm like, like literally I get so excited that I'm alive that like I want to drop on my knees mm. just out of gratitude. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty much the worst. It was exactly what you think it would, would be. Um, I don't like to go into too much detail because, you know, the worst days of my life aren't really for people's entertainment, especially when Hotep Jesus ain't even chipping into the Eliza phone with them super chats. But, um, <laughs> I'm going to get abused to this Yo, whole interview. This is, this is trafficking <laughs> right here. Hotep Jesus is about to rake in on these super chats and give Eliza zero dollars. That's not true. Um, all right. I'll send over my, I'll text you my cash app, my cash app, cash app, dollar sign, E-L-I-Z-A-B-L-E-U. Um, he's like. 50% of proceeds tonight go to Eliza Blue. You send 50, 50% of all super chats will go to Eliza Blue tonight to help human trafficking victims and to raise awareness. Trafficking victim that's going to help is me, and I'm a human trafficking survivor. But let me tell you what it can help by. Number one, I don't have internet at home. Number two, I wasn't set up for this year, so I don't have a computer at home. Hotel Jesus knows this. Number three, I borrowed this beautiful light that's giving me this look from my barber. Wow. So help your help your girl out. I was not set up for this year. I was not planning on being a public survivor. But if you want me to be a content creator and keep doing interviews like I am today with Hotel Jesus and the other interviews I have coming up, and if you want me to be good. Help, help a sister out, help me out. But yeah. anyway, so I was, I was, uh, how'd you get out? Actually, whoo, whoo, it was rough, man. Um, you know, I always let folks know that it was a process. So I started watching YouTube videos of this survivor. So when I was in the game, when I was in the life, we call it the life, you know, um, when I was in the life, I, sex trafficking and human trafficking really wasn't that much of a topic of discussion. People really weren't talking about it like that. Um, There were some organizations that were popping up, but generally speaking, it wasn't the topic that it is now. I mean, this year, especially, it's been a huge topic, right? But before now, before Epstein and some of these other huge cases that have come out, before the government really put energy behind it, I mean, we were like kind of on the struggle bus out here. I mean, we were doing it, but it wasn't how it is now. It didn't have this, the, the movement didn't have the same energy and the same momentum, but I was watching the survivor. Her name's Annie. I actually just did a blog about her yesterday. Um, I was watching videos of Annie on YouTube and she started to put words to my experience. I didn't even know what's going on. See, I was the type of traffic that was more the manipulation style. So I had sort of a mixture between like boyfriend pimps and like gorilla pimps, predominantly boyfriend pimps. So I would have thought that I was in love with them, sort of like a domestic violence situation. Like, why do they keep going back to them? It was kind of like one of those things. Um, I always fell for people that I thought we were part of a team and I thought I was helping out the team. And that wasn't the case. I was not profiting. It was just, it was all bad. Um, You know, 
And one one idea, some ideas that I have uh, are a little unpopular in the survivor space, and I don't push my ideas on other survivors, but I do believe that I have some personal responsibility after the age of 18 for um, some of my actions and behaviors, and I've tried to take personal responsibility for what I've had. So I don't necessarily blame everything on everyone else, but... Um, but yeah, so getting out, I started watching the YouTube videos. I started getting some of those words. I was working at a gentleman's club in Chicago and a group, a nonprofit that serves survivors of human trafficking, uh, stopped by and dropped off a stack of Bibles at the club that I was working at. And I asked my manager at the club if I could have one of the Bibles. And I didn't know that the club, that the Bible had a, um, a little website on the back of the Bible. So I, I held on to that Bible for a year and a half before I looked up that website and I was struggling. Hotep. I was like at the end of my rope. I was, um, I mean, I wish I had a better word than hopeless. It was, I was walking, I was dead. I was dead and walking. I was dead and walking. Mm. That's it. I was dead and walking. Mm. That was it, man. That's the only way I can describe that, it. That, I was a dead person who was alive. And what was that website? Uh, you know, I've never asked for permission if I can promote them. Okay. Uh, so I'm not going to, because when I left the game, my traffickers lost a lot of money. So okay. I don't want them to become a target for my former abusers. My former abusers are still out there and kicking. They know where I'm at. They know what I'm doing. So, so but that website was for uh, helping people escape that life. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it was just offering resources, sort of similar to like, if you visited my Twitter profile, you know, uh, it was basically saying like, Hey, this is some information. And if you want to reach out, I sent them an email one night when I was extremely desperate. I just hit a spot where I was like, uh, what do I have to lose? I'm dead already. Um, I wanted to die. I mean, I wanted, I wanted to be dead so bad. Hotel. <laughs> I, it's a miracle. That's what I'm saying. I'm like every day. I'm like, I can't believe I made it out alive. Right. You know, uh, just because I was in mental torture, but also too, I was getting beat up a lot. I was having to do a lot of things that, um, you know, just, I wouldn't really wish on my worst enemy. You know what I mean? We, we crack jokes and talk trash a lot on Twitter, but at the end of the day, um, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Now, that being said, I don't want to paint a, paint a picture like it was the worst atrocity of, you know, I was listening to the, uh, the forward for Gulag Archipelago today. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? There's yeah. always levels to everything, right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, anybody who ever, so, uh, if you haven't, Gulag Archipelago is like one of those books you can't like read all in one setting. It's like, very depressing. It is, but um, you know, it challenges us to think. It's more based on it's based on real suffering. life story stories too. Yeah, about human suffering, and um, if you ever want to feel grateful for, you know what I mean. I, you could go through the human humanity. Humans are capable of going through quite a bit, right? And. Uh, I don't even know. That wasn't like, I didn't plan to listen to that this morning. It was just kind of what popped up. And I was grateful that it did because it also too, those stories remind me that's, that reminds me also too, to not cast too many stones. Cause I'm not poly perfect either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're living in a time frame where it's fun to point the finger at everybody else. You know what I mean? Um, when I look at pedophiles, trust me, I don't have much, um, sympathy for pedophiles per se but i do look at it from a standpoint of like i have absolutely no idea what made that person that way and trust me i have a lot of hang-ups myself mm, mm. there's never been a day i've walked this earth that i've been perfect mm. so i always try to remember that and um 
you know, especially when I think of the stories of parents selling their children. So in rural areas specifically, this is a major problem. I mean, it's all across the world. Parents are selling their children. Um, I think roughly we're looking at like 92% of all human trafficking victims know their abusers or have a personal relationship with their abusers. So for instance, I would fall under that statistic as well. Um, I already had a pre-established relationship with my abusers. So because of the false modeling uh, promise. So when I think of parents selling their children, I think of how, what, what on earth, how many steps does it have to take to get to the point where you're willing to do that? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's some scumbag. It's pretty, it's dark. That's, some, that's some scumbag low life shit right there, man. That's crazy. I wow. mean, it, yeah, it's that's pretty bad. That's it's pretty much it's, to me. I can't really think of too much worse, to be honest. I can't. Right. I mean, can you? No, no, no. I, Honestly, I really can't. No, that's just. I can't even wrap my mind around doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's difficult, but as humans, we must confront that side of humanity as well, right? Right. Because how can we possibly tackle this problem if we keep ignoring it the way that we are? That's why Epstein got away with this stuff for so long. Mm, let's talk about Epstein. Yeah. Um, let's are, talk about Epstein. You're connected to, are you allowed to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's public. Yeah, so um, I work with, with, the, with the Epstein, a few of the Epstein survivors in a specific way i always say i like to say i serve survivors of human trafficking because um i don't know it just has a better ring to it but we collaborate greatly on victims refuse silence which is the organization that they started after they've had the ability to be free this year has been quite the big struggle and i just sort of joined the team i'm the first non-epstein survivor to join the team so that's uh i think it's amazing that they even trust me like that um, but they are absolutely incredible women. And I am so honored to even have the ability to collaborate with them and work with them. They have given me more than they will ever know. Them stepping forward also encouraged me to step forward because before this year, before 2020, I wasn't a, pub a public survivor leader. I was doing everything in private. Like not private, but I mean, you right. know what I mean? Like on the low, like I wasn't out here on Hotep Jesus and Joe Rogan and Tim Pool. Right, right, Shout right. Shout right. out to Tim Pool. Holler at your girl. Um, I'm, I'm putting a good word for you when I see him. Uh, well, listen, my paths cross with everybody eventually. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. My, my paths cross with everybody they're supposed to. The other day, somebody high profile came up in conversation. Um, and I was like, I mean, you don't need to ask for a fit. Like, I'm sure our paths will cross eventually. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so I'm, no, but Tim Pool, he's amazing. I think that a lot of folks in the podcast space, one thing that's really, making me motivated and inspired is that folks like yourself and um, other folks are really starting to have these conversations. It's making me really happy because let's be honest, like the mainstream media, the cathedral, the gated institutional narrative, they're never really gonna give these topics the full um, spotlight that they deserve. And we're never gonna be able to fully tackle it while it stays under the rug, right? So it makes me so motivated and inspired to see the podcast space sort of taking on these topics. Even Rogan's been talking about it a lot. I think it's time Rogan's ready to have a survivor on. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people. Trust me, when Rogan has a survivor human trafficking on, it will shed light on a lot of things. But to get back to the Epstein case, um, you know, I'm just really 
honored that the survivors of Epstein um, trust me enough to let me into their life. And I'm really looking forward to what we're about to do with Victims Refused Silence. Unfortunately, the website's under construction right now, um, but it's going to be amazing. And I'm very, very, very excited for the future with them. Um, so what kind of work will you guys be doing? Um, you know, I don't want to say too much about what's coming up because it'll be something new and I don't want to spill too many beans. But, right. um, you know, when when those Epstein survivors have had an opportunity, you know, you know what inspires me so much about them? They fought for years to even be heard. Nobody believed them. Mm. Think about how many obstacles, Hotep. Think about how many obstacles those women hit time and time again. And think, I mean, people like to talk about that situation. Like it's all, you know, glitz and glamour in the Hollywood and like the shock and awe of it. Those women didn't have PR people. Those women didn't have money. Those women didn't have the FBI behind them. Think about all the people protecting Epstein every single step along the way, the money, the politicians. And those women broke through all of it to be heard. Not for themselves, because trust me, every day I hit them up and I pray to God nothing's happened to them. Because you already know what it is with that situation. People, I don't want to put that energy in the universe, but you get what I'm saying. Like, this this isn't a joke out here. You know, people, people go missing, people die, people get, people get killed, especially survivors. And when they start speaking out at that level. And, uh, and so I just, I, I, I have so much admiration for them. You know, what's funny is I wear so much makeup. It probably looks like I'm crying, but my eyes actually just watering. Um, I have so much admiration for them because they just kept going and they demanded to be heard and not for themselves, but to save other people to save children let's be honest mm-hmm. to save children children okay so well yeah because epstein's a because pe- epstein's a pet i mean epstein was a pedophile let's be you know what i mean and and jelaine jelaine maxwell whatever her name is she was mm-hmm. i heard she was kind of like the head of it too right um you was know she what? like helped wrangle the speak. okay yeah i mean uh i'm not gonna speak in any i like to i love uh due process um, I'm a big fan of due process, so we're going to let the courts decide. Um, but I'll say this, I hope she gets what she has coming to her. And I think that those, the, the survivors of her crimes deserve justice. Mm, mm. How much, how much are, are women involved in, in That's trafficking? That's a good question, Hotel. Yeah. A good question. Um, so women can be traffickers, women can be abusers, women can be mental abusers, women can be physical abusers. We see a lot of cases. In fact, I haven't seen any data on the uptick in women abusers um, as far as human trafficking goes. I will be excited to see that data. Not in like that sounds because that was like a weird way to put it. I'm not excited that that data is going to exist, but right. I'm excited that that is a potential start to collecting that data. Um, I personally think that it's been a massive spike. Um, so a lot of times when we see women involved in these crimes, um, they were also victims or, and, or survivors themselves of these crimes, um, or maybe a victim of, or survivor of child sexual abuse and then turn it around and start victimizing others. But even then we still see, I mean, you know, when you think back to like madams, you know, there's, Mm. there's a lot of different ways that you can, um, think of women involved in these crimes 
but it's, it's, it's alive and kicking. In fact, I would borderline sometimes say that women are a little bit better because they have almost a little extra manipulative quality. It, it seems safe. Um, and you yeah, know, they understand time, women and better and that maybe the girl trusts them a little bit more than men. I mean, everybody, everybody's different. Right. So right. I, it stinks. Cause I don't want to talk in generalizations. I mean, we could also go down the other rabbit hole, which is boys and men can be sex trafficked. Boys and men can be labor trafficked, you know? Yeah. So you could go down any, which way you want to, um, you want to cut to it. I always say that anyone, anywhere, anytime can be a victim and or abuser. Does that make sense? It's not, there's not really any age limit on it. There's not really any, there's really no way to say what an abuser would look like. And there's really no way to say what a victim looks like. I mean, I've met survivors that are just getting out of the game that are like my mom's age. Mm. Mm. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, there's people in other countries that get trafficked. I mean, there's people you could be trafficked up until the day you die. Yeah, and that, and that's that's that that that's one of my concerns. You know, uh, a few years back, um, before sex work Twitter became the gigantic behemoth that it is now, um, mm -hmm. there were a madame, I guess you can say, was grabbing young girls pictures and then selling them this got exposed on twitter um, like what do you mean like uh getting young girls to move this is before only oh, when fans, you mean young girls like what like 15 16 oh, okay so uh, minors yeah you got to be very we got to be very specific when we talk about that because there's a difference between like a young girl like 18 well i would call and it, then okay right right so yeah, minors. So, um, yeah. and then she was also posing under like fake accounts and, and yeah. getting pictures from girls and then selling them. And this was before like OnlyFans existed. So she was pimping girls online. Um, and that's, that's kinda, human trafficking. Yeah, yeah. And and that was, you know, some of my concern with, with sex work, you know, was just like, <sighs> you know, uh, for example, I forget the girl's name, uh, but she's a Hispanic singer and, you know, the day she turned 18, she was like, uh, hey, you know, should I start an OnlyFans account? Which means she probably had this in the back of her mind when she was a minor. Right. And I think there's a lot of kids who who, who are, are gravitating towards his lifestyle. And I feel like it's just really dangerous. Um, well, I think that that starts at home. Right. Mm. So that's where we talk about raising awareness, education and also to instilling those values. The good news is Hotep and you and I have both been alive long enough to know that everything, including pop culture, subculture runs a cyclical action, right? So the things that are popping to our generation, the things that are popping right now, like won't be popping in a little bit. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like trends. So like if the Kylie Jenner looks popping right now, it'll be the opposite in a couple of years and there won't be put as much weight on that look or that vibe you get what i'm saying yeah. does that make sense yeah absolutely so um that's that's the light i see at the end of the tunnel i truly think that some of this will be cultural and kind of shift back but then i also think folks like me and other folks out there that are really just beaten 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 and saying like hey we got to talk about this we got to talk about this we got to talk about this um 
will break through, but it starts at home, right? So a lot of the trafficking that we see, um, you know, will be something very simple. So also too, you know what, let's just, let's just get this out of the way. I sent you a report from the Congressional Black Com uh, Caucus that, you know, black girls are, are trafficked at a disproportional rate right. to anyone else, period. Black girls, so, period, um, yes. Yes. Black girls, period. And yes. when we say girls, we mean minors. So this is a um, this is an everybody issue, but we need to always hold steadfast to those folks that are disproportionately affected by these crimes. Okay. So when you see, um, oh snap! I just got a cash app. I can't even <laughs> see how much it is. Shout out to the person that just cash app me. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody just made it rain in my cash app. Watch, it's like five dollars. Um, I'm not mad about it. I could use that five dollars. Trust me. Um, but so, so, um, but for real though. But uh, you know, black girls are disproportionately affected by these crimes. So what we're looking at in that, when we talk about grooming, now I don't want to speak in generalizations where it makes me seem racist. I'm just going to talk facts, and then we can kind of go from there, right? But a lot of times you'll have boyfriends and gangs, you'll have other things. But at the end of the day, if all your friends have a phone and you want to have an Instagram and your family can't afford a phone, how are you going to get that phone? Yeah. If all your friends have shoes, you know, shoes, if all, if all your, if you're a 14, 13 year old girl, 15 year old girl, and you want a $75 eyeshadow palette, because you want to look like this YouTube makeup artist, or you want to have a TikTok video and all your friends got, you know what I mean? Like, whatever it is, the chase after the flex is, uh, is real. And so if you know, so somebody says to you like, hey, if you just go, I mean, look at the Epstein case. If you just go give this guy a massage, if you just go to this party, if you just go do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, well, once you do it once, well, that wasn't so bad, you know, especially if it was something that was maybe a little less scary, like a nude massage or something like that. Um, you know, and then we also live in a very hypersexualized, over-sexualized society. So it's not like it's anything brand new that they haven't seen before. Right. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. And if they think they could just do it, you know, um, the other issue that I see a lot is we have a difficult time as a society drawing that line between entertainment and reality. Uh, when I see uh, Cardi B, I look at her as an entertainer. Um, I know her former lifestyle, or at least the way that she speaks about it. Uh, I was following Cardi B back when I was in the lifestyle. She was talking about the life while I was in the life. You know what I mean? We were all out here kind of at the same time. Uh, but we have to be able to draw those hard lines. So as parents, I'm not a parent, but um, yet. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta speed it up. I'm 39. <laughs> I'm 39 and a half. I really gotta speed it up. I'm not a parent yet, but um, you know, we have to have those those real conversations with our youth about about the difference between entertainment and reality. So I'm not trying to dog out like Meg the Stallion, Cardi B, any of them. Like I know hotels kind of go a little bit on them a little bit. That's not my um battle. My battle is this like, hey, we just need to have that real conversation with our youth. Like, this is reality. This is entertainment. If you're willing to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G to get this phone so that you can have TikTok app, like, 
please be transparent with me about that so we can work something out. Mm. Because falling into that life, once you do a couple tricks, once you turn a couple tricks or do whatever, it's it's very easy. But but that's my that's my concern with the debauchery that exists online. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's like uh, it desensitizes people, and and it makes women or you know uh, minors more susceptible, and you know, and it, like uh, it's almost prepping them for that life, you know, and it makes it easier to traffic. But we can meet fire with fire. And I also too, am a big believer in meeting people where they're at. Right. So like, I don't want to stop people from listening to like hip hop. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> like that's such a buzzkill, right? But like, it's not just hip hop though. People. It's, it's everywhere. No, 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 no. I mean, we're definitely talking about one aspect of sex trafficking or human trafficking or, you know, um, child sex trafficking or the grooming of child sex trafficking. I don't want to stop anybody's, um, fun right? right i believe in free speech i love entertainment i love Absolutely. the arts i i love i just love the whole thing but we have to meet people where they're at and give them that truth bomb at the same time too right so i think one of the goals that i'm having just in what i'm doing is meeting people where they're at by coming on hotep jesus okay. you get what i'm saying like yeah. people are listening to hotep jesus people are paying attention to this podcast people are paying attention to that podcast one thing that I'm noticing in the survivor advocate space or within the survivor movement or the survivor space is people are preaching to the choir. They're talking to people that already care about these issues and they're talking to people that already know about these issues. My goal as a survivor and as an advocate for survivors is to talk to groups of people that literally have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I remember um, when you were first educating me, I forget what it was you said, but... um. Boy, I've been educating you since we met. Yeah, and I was just like, damn, I didn't even know all of this stuff qualified as trafficking. You know? Yeah. Um, let me let me hop into it's some a big umbrella. It is. Let me hop into some super mm -hmm. chats here. Um, where are we at? Uh, a bunch just came in. Okay, uh, Dima Zaja, what up, Halima? Sent us ten Canadian dollars. Are Canadian dollars better than U.S. dollars? Somebody tell me. I don't know what the exchange a little bit. Is. A little bit. Okay. Uh, Ephesians 612, uh, $10 super chat said, Hotep and build. Oh yeah. You already know the last $20 super chat said Joe Rogan cares. Maybe he will see that. He does care. Uh, he does care. Joe Rogan, trust me, Joe Rogan and I are already. Yeah. Yeah. Liber, Lib, Libertarian $50 super chat. Appreciate what? you. Yeah, that's, what, that's my that's my assistant and my best friend. Dope. He said uh, Eliza works hundreds of hours she, a month. She, she. Oh, she. Sorry. She uh, said uh, Eliza works hundreds of hours a month without pay for survivors. Let's get her the equipment mm -hmm. she needs to do this important work. Hit that cash app. Oh, thanks, Lib. Dollar sign Eliza Blue. I need everybody in the in the chat to type in. Dallas sign Eliza Blue B L E U. But Lib Lib also hustles and grinds for me. This woman like busts. But you know why you didn't know it was a she? Because there's no pronouns in our bio. <laughs> you know how I feel about <laughs> that. <laughs> you know how I <laughs> Danielle. Hey, remember when we first met you? <laughs> Let me not bring up old stuff. <laughs> Danielle's $50, $50 super chat said, uh, I love these conversations and supporting real causes. Thank you, Danielle. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, if, if you guys don't want YouTube to take 30% of this money 
um go ahead and just cash app direct to uh eliza straight to her cash app uh to thank you her uh no, I, I also have a blog too you know like i mean my locals community my locals community uh is completely free speech i've been begging people to get on locals locals is, is a content creator platform uh, i just started being a content creator this year this was like never part of my plan but you know I'm kind of just a passenger in this life. I really don't set the agenda. God sets the agenda and I just kind of, I'm in the passenger seat and, you know, God gave us lemons this year. So I decided to make lemonade. So I decided to be a content creator this year, talk about human trafficking. And um, so my locals community, you can subscribe to my blog. I've been doing some voice blogs the last few days. And I just try to really shoot from the hip and the heart, also post news stories. But above and beyond all that, it's sort of like a mixture between Patreon and Facebook, but it's completely free speech, completely censorship free. They don't sell your data. They actually just put out a great new um, terms of service today that will make it so that there's no child porn on the, on the site. Amen. I have been talking to them about that. Um, I said, look, you better nip this in the bud because the way that Locals is growing. Um, Dr. Drew's on there. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is on there. Dave Rubin uh, created the site. Uh, Michael Malice is on there. Shout out, shout out to Michael Malice, locals community. Um, there's a Bridget Fetacy. There's a lot of amazing people on there. Dope, dope. Scott Adams. Scott Adams. Everybody's on there but Hotep Jesus. Basically, everybody that's cool is on there but Hotep Jesus. I've asked him to come on there. He told me no. He shot me down. Who owns that website? <laughs> yeah exactly i don't yeah but i don't know what the problem is i don't either no i don't know what your problem is i don't have a problem obviously i'm on it's the site his, it's his problem it's not my problem with what then okay let's have this conversation hold on i feel like my eyes water let's have this conversation i'm sick of talking about me anyway uh, i mean you know I, <laughs> for now i, I don't want to you know get too into it but uh you don't. You, know, you just he, think he's he a grifter, or what's the problem? No, it's not even that. It's just that you know, um, he wants to act like I don't exist, so I'm act like he doesn't exist. Okay, Hotep. And also, you got to understand. You're a very specific. Uh, Hotep, you're a very specific brand. You're a very specific brand, right. and he, like, what do you want him to do that he hasn't done? I don't want him to you do shit. You just want shit. him to give you a platform. Okay, I don't want him what's to do the problem? Shit. Just come on I'm there a, and no, make some money. No, no. No, fuck all him. Right, well. Fuck him in his platform. I'm in tech, and I know how valuable my brand is. All right. So before I That's like right. take my my people over to a platform, I'll bring them to my own place. But I well, don't I, I don't build well, up other tech platforms. I, I don't I'm do that. A tech person, and I wanted to establish myself on a free speech, censorship free, because I knew it was coming this year with the election. I've been telling everybody get on these free speech platforms. Because let me tell you, when the mob comes for you and takes down the Hotel Jesus YouTube channel, you're gonna come at me and say. Uh, you get what I'm saying? You see where this is going. I'm, I'll disappear. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I still wouldn't go to local. I'll disappear. Okay. You know what I mean? I'll, right. I'll just completely just disappear. You know, the thing is, I can. Um... Oh, Hotep, you won't disappear. You're gonna sit, come stay with me on the farm. <laughs> then I'll then I'll leech off of your YouTube account. Um, it well, won't be leeching. I mean, It'll we... be ebony and ivory. <laughs> Here you go. But you know, like. <laughs> We, me, me, and Uncle Hotep, we we know how to like, we know how to play code. You know what I mean? So no, not... I know. Listen, I'm not. It's not a big deal. I'm just saying that is an option if folks want that free speech 
uh, platform opportunity. You know, that's another way to donate. That's why I even brought it up. So it's eliza.locals.com. And that's a great way where you can connect with me, ask me questions, talk to me. And no matter what happens, because Twitter has banned me. Uncle Hotep. Twitter's banned me. They, yeah. Uh, yeah they, they... Okay. Let's have the conversation, Uncle Hotep. Look, I think we should be friends. Uncle Hotep, she came in here earlier and um, she was like, yo, what's up, Uncle Hotep? How come we, doesn't, how come we don't connect? Blah, 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 blah. Sonny Johnson said the same thing the other night. What's up, with Uncle Hotep? Uncle Hotep, can you tell us? Man, he be, he be so picky. Because he a superstar. Right. Uncle Hotep right, is like um, a... All right, Uncle. Um, that's fine. <laughs> you keep ignoring me and I'll just keep... <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Hotep's a superstar, man. No, so I just love... No, honestly, all jokes aside, I just love his take on stuff. Like, you, you know, I know you kind of well, I guess, and considering... And, um, but he's hilarious. And the way you two play off each other, the the way that I fell in love with Hotep's been told you was a, you know, clearly I see a barber and, um, cause you can't get a fade like this anywhere else. And, um, you can't get a crispy fade like this unless you see a barber. So, um, and listening to Hotep's been told you sounds like I'm in the barbershop. Like, it's just like real talk. You know what I mean? And I love it. That's yeah. why I always like Hotep's been told you, but it was funny when I signed up for Twitter, there was a, a handful of folks that I wanted to follow right off the rip. Yeah. And you were like one of the ones I think I followed like the first day because I had seen you on Rogan. And I'm just naturally drawn to people that think outside the box, that move a little differently than I, I see everyone else moving. It doesn't mean that I agree with everyone on everything all the time, but I enjoy just different different ways of thinking to me and it does apply to me to human trafficking and you know the issues that i tackle is that when i surround myself with folks that think that think outside the box i'm able to think outside the box with tackling this issue yeah i'm not tackling it with the same energy that does that make sense yeah the chat's talking about your hair oh uh, what are they talking about i already know the hotel's probably been dragging my looks the whole the whole time that's fine Nah, they loving it. They said, uh, Def Jewel really? said her Thank fate you. is putting me to shame. Uncle Hotep said, I'm out here woofing it. Her fate fresh. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was um, crispy, too. What else they said? Uh, oh, um, people are asking about your Twitter ban. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up your ban profile now. She doesn't have like it's, a perma ban. I don't ban. think it is right now. Did they remove it? I, okay. Okay, so I let me go look at it. I'm, I'm gonna go type it in right I now. I am in tune. Listen, I am in tune. I have my fingers on the pulse of the world, right? I can feel the heartbeat of the world, but I can especially feel the heartbeat of my Twitter profile, and I can tell when something's off. Right. And things started getting a little wonky on there. It was actually off today too. I can tell when I start getting like. I'm not trying to be a complainer. First and foremost, let's also talk about the fact that I don't really do Twitter for me. Mm -hmm. I don't really need a Twitter. I really don't need attention like that. Like I'm really just doing it to raise more awareness. Yeah. I have little tricks and tricks and ideas of ways that I can blow, blow past the algorithm. Thank you for that cash app donation. I see you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, but I checked the Twitter. Twitter banned me for real, for real, for real, for real. But you know what though? Let's keep it real. Uh, I'm kind of surprised it took them this long, right? Yeah. 
I mean, so, I've been so calling let's, let's, out let's, for let's, let's just clear up what, what we mean, right? So there's this website called shadowban.eu, and you can check your account there. And uh, they, had, they check for, is your account exist? Uh, do you have mm-hmm. a search ban? Uh, do you have a search suggestion ban? Uh, do you have uh, a ghost ban? Let's, let's just let me read what a ghost ban is. It says, this is, what, this is what is referred to as conventional shadow ban or thread banning as well. It comprises a search ban while threads are completely ripped apart by hiding reply tweets of the affected user to other. Everything will look perfectly normal to the affected user, but many others will not be able to see reply tweets of the affected user at all. Reasons for this ban include behavior like excessive tweeting or following. Again, this is the type of this type of ban seems to be temporary limited for no active accounts. Then it was no reply deboosting. And this is uh if Twitter signals the Twitter's signals determine that an account might engage in harmful behavior. Is is that one. And I believe they gave you a search ban and a search. They gave it all. Hotep, I sent you the day where they had them all on red. I'm gonna go to your profile because well, I know they, they're still there. But they released no, it now. They 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 removed it now. Not. I just did a check, and they because you've been on, on their ass. I was on reply deboost last night. Let me tell you one thing right now. I hope Twitter can learn this. When Twitter learns this, we'll all be a lot happier. Every time they try to do something that helped to hold me down, I've literally done nothing but grow and succeed. Yeah. Every single time Twitter has tried to censor me, ban me, uh, just anything. Is always work against them. Right. Maybe I can't tell you why. I don't know why. But I know every single time Twitter has tried their shenanigans and their nonsense on my Twitter profile, it has definitely worked against them. Not lightly. Right. It's worked against them in a horrible way. Yeah. And it's just a bad look, to be brutally honest, because people that follow me know that I pretty much, like, I don't cuss people out. I don't call people names. I'm not Mother Teresa, but, like, I don't call people names. I don't cuss on Twitter. I don't um, say negative things. You know, I'm a little spicy, but like, I'm not, you know what I mean? I mean, compared to your average New York Times journalist, I look like I have a completely full deck of cards upstairs. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of times when I get on Twitter, I'm like, how come I have all the, ma- how come I have the most makeup on on Twitter, but I'm like the least clown in this room? Yeah. That's how I feel on Twitter. Like, so why they would de-boost and de-platform me, I don't know. But trust me, it's never worked in anybody's favor. Do you know, this is hilarious. Do you know, I never knew who Alex Jones was. Oh, shout out. Thank you for that cash app. I appreciate it. Well, people are loving it now because I'm talking crazy. No, but, um, but I Alex never know. Jones? I would have never known. I would have never known who Alex Jones. Okay, so keep in mind, I was not on Twitter until the last 10 months. I've only been on Twitter for 10 months. So before 10 months, I got all my news from like podcasts. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So my mind was very free. I was not constrained by the same Twitter mind. So my mind was free. I had already made my own decisions. And the cool thing about learning the ropes, I guess, in the podcast space is that I kind of picked and choose which podcasts I was listening to. And I was choosing diverse podcasts. So I got a big, vivid picture of what was really going on. Right. And, uh, and so I just, I kind of came in knowing, I kind of came in knowing the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. But when you say no to game, ne- what do you mean by that? What game? I know that they didn't probably, that they wouldn't like my type around Twitter. I got you. Yeah. 
Uh, Cause I just have a misfit, I have a misfit spirit. I'm too much of a free thinker. I say what's on my mind, but I can say it in a nice way where I'm not being disrespectful or belittling people. Yeah. So, um, and I also too am open to hearing diverse ideas, diverse opinions. And uh, I also too will hold my ground, but do it in a respectful way. Right. And that's not the type of profile Twitter wants yeah. around. But, uh, but what I was trying to say was I had never heard of all these folks that have been banned. Like literally, if they hadn't banned them, I would, you want to talk about the Streisand effect. Everybody that was banned, then I paid attention to them. And then I like listened to their podcast. And I was like, well, let me see what these racist, sexist, bigot, homophobes are really talking about. And then you started getting into the Alex Jones content? Uh, I mean, I'll say this. I absolutely love Alex Jones for the fact he's an amazing entertainer. Um, his energy, I pray every night for like half the energy that Alex Jones has. Yeah, his um, energy is You know what amazing. I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, he's like, <laughs> he's so extra, right? Yeah. Like, I couldn't he makes do me it. look calm. I couldn't do it. Um, he's just got that. He's got like, some people are born entertainers. Right. Right. And he has that special gene that makes him a very special entertainer. Um, my only thing with Alex Jones is I respect him for the brand that he's built. Um, I love the platform that he's given to like you. You know, I think that's awesome. My only thing is I want to sit down and talk with Alex about like statistics and data as far as human trafficking go, because and I know I'm probably going to get dragged for this and guess me how much I really don't care. But I mean, for years, Paul Joseph Watson and Alex Jones were the only ones that were talking about human trafficking. The only ones talking about Epstein Island. Mm. The only ones. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The yeah. only ones talking about human trafficking, child sex trafficking, which is just one portion of human trafficking. But so there is something to that. So my conversation with Alex is just, I just want to make sure that we're that we keep it like facts, data, statistics, and that we always put survivors first. And he has a way of sensationalizing and um, he has a way of sensationalizing something that I think if that energy was harnessed into a way that was survivor focused and survivor centered um, could be really powerful. Because he does have a big platform and he does have a big voice. Mm -hmm. But like when he's screaming about like, you know, whatever he's screaming about at that moment, you know, but like, Titanic metaphoring, you know, like, I'm like, okay, that's cool, bro. But we got to like, yeah, like, let's just keep it to the facts. But yeah. if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him, Paul Joseph Watson, um, you know, Cernovich, a lot of these people have been talking about this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people can say whatever they want to about them, but at least somebody was talking about it. Alex yeah. Jones was talking about human trafficking when I was being trafficked in right. public. Right, right, right. You know, I feel like Think about that. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to defend Alex Jones here, but I'm going to defend Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you know everybody has like their purpose, right, and what they're good at, right? So Alex Jones is going to raise awareness. He might sensationalize a bit, but 
he gets the conversation started and then that's where you fit into the next piece of the puzzle. So it's like you might start with Alex Jones, but Eliza's next in that funnel. And there's no problem. Listen, the thing is like, there's a difference between entertainment and reality, right? Yeah. The problem is, and this is where I draw the line. Listen, I have no problem with Alex Jones. Anybody that knows me knows like, I, I have no problem with Alex Jones. But um, this is the deal. My primary focus is on making sure as many folks get the opportunity to be free as humanly possible. If survivors are not stepping forward because they don't think that they were trafficked by a satanic pedophile ring, that's a problem. That's a problem. So if a 40-year-old crackhead that's being trafficked for their drug addiction doesn't step forward because they weren't trafficked by a satanic pedophile ring because that's all they're hearing about, that's a problem. I care just as much about that crackhead as I do about the those that have been trafficked through the satanic pedophile ring. So we need to always keep it straight to the facts. Right. And not and not over sensationalize it. See, the deal is when you're talking about human rights violations, they're dirty enough on their own. You don't have to over sensationalize them. Right, right. Did you watch his interview on Rogan? Obviously. Which one? The last one. All of them. The last one, Alex Jones on what Rogan. What about the frog being gay? <laughs> The first, yeah, the know, first ten minutes of that interview, first two minutes, he was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. And need... you know what I thought was beautiful about that was the they were fact checking him in real time, and mm-hmm. you know I think what they have done to Joe Rogan this year has been absolutely unbelievable. But you know what I think is beautiful about what Joe Rogan has done in return? He had on Ye, and then Alex. And then, uh, how do you say his name? God, God Saad. How do you say his name? God Saad. Uh, a lot of free speech folks. Let's put it that way. Okay. And you know, um, I, what I've said about the Rogan situation right along is you can only poke a bear with a stick so many times. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Rogan's a beast. Yeah. Don't underestimate Rogan. Why they're so afraid of Rogan. That's another thing. Like the fact that they're so afraid of Rogan should tell you something. Hmm. Mm, mm. Uh, what do what do you think that is? Do you think it's because he's reaching people that might not be reached with certain messages? I think they're terrified of the truth getting out, and I also think they're terrified of diverse thoughts getting out, which is one of the reasons why mm. Twitter is terrified of me getting out. That's why they banned me. Mm. There's too much power behind it, and any time the gated institutional narrative or the cathedral sees someone. And, and, you know, I think that there's something so interesting about folks like Rogan, you know, Rogan has such a humble, kind spirit. Um, you know, Rogan's not out here necessarily like pushing any agenda. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. dude's just out here, just like, Hey, I just want to have cool conversations with diverse people. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of like, Hey, you know, I, I just want everybody to have an opportunity to be free and just get adequate aftercare when they've survived abuse. Yeah. Yeah. But they're scared of people with that type of energy because we don't toe the line. Okay. And we don't follow, we don't follow the flight plan. Mm. Can we talk? Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They thought what? They just, they, they thought they were going to be able to bully Rogan into towing the line. It's like, okay. I mean, greatest podcast are all time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's they like, tried it. They tried it. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to leave Spotify. Bye. 
Yeah, you can try that, you know, but Bye. whether he's on Spotify or elsewhere, he's still going to be a force. So you might as well pay the guy. You know, well, how about this? How about you quit bringing it up and let the market decide? Mm. Right. How about you not ban Eliza Blue, see what she can do. And if she's not speaking about facts, let the people decide. Right. Right. They don't want that. They don't want freedom. No, nah, they don't want that. They don't want the problems because they know. Let's talk about your day-to-day work, right? We were talking about your credentials earlier that I failed to. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Hotel, you going to do me like that? <laughs> you know, you got me thinking about that. Like, I, none of my guests I've added credentials. I kind of enter them in my own unique way. And I'm like... Should I stick to the format like other people do where they mention people's credentials like, oh, PhD and this and that. I feel it's like I feel that's some cracker shit. I do things my way on my channel. We'll, we'll get to your credentials somewhere during the interview. But I, you know, I like to I like to intro people in a more emotional way and not so scientific. You know what I mean? Oh, you want to you want to get emotional with me, Hotel? <laughs> Let's get emotional. Let's get emotional together. Oh. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Well, How uh, you doing? <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to know what it's like day to day, right? Like, what do you do day to day? You know, I know you're answering phones. I know you're you're talking to victims, and I know you can't say anything specific, so we don't want to do that. But what is that day to day work? So I got licensed. So I'm certified to work in two different states uh, to be a survivor advocate. After I had the opportunity to be free, I decided that I wanted to give back. I w- when I decided that I wanted to become a survivor advocate, it was a little too soon um, in my journey of healing to become a survivor advocate. But I went ahead with it anyway. And so I went ahead and got certified in two different states because I live on the border of two states, um, depending on how the next couple months go, I could be moving down to Texas as well, um, along with everyone else, because I don't know if Illinois deserves me anymore. But uh, but you're supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Would you like reading the super chat? Yeah, a super chat came in as you said that. Are you just are you are you being mesmerized by my you know fade? <laughs> but um. Actually, when you said Illinois, I was trying to think to myself, was that one of the states that turned blue in this election? We'll talk about that off off record. Okay. Anyway, um, I mean, you know, Illinois, I lo- listen, first and foremost, I love my state. I love Illinois and I absolutely love Chicago. I lived in Chicago for eight and a half years, like I said, but um, uh, we'll see what happens, right? right. We're in a very uh, interesting time in history, but I am a realist and I don't like to so much focus on the way that things were. I like to focus on the way that things are and how things are is I might have to change with the times and migration is a part of human history. The deal is though that I live on a 550 acre farm that's been in the family for like ever, Mm. ever, ever, ever. I mean, generations, dude, if we leave this farm, I mean, that will be heartbreaking, but you know what? Um, That's what you got to do sometimes to survive and thrive. Right. And I'm not going to polish the brass on the Titanic in Illinois. So we'll just put it that way. Right. And also too, I'm, I'm considering a run for Congress. So oh, yeah? I want to go where. What's the motivation? Yeah, hotel, why? I told you that. Why? Well, why? why? Um, you know, because I want to, I want to where I want to be where I'm most effective as a person and as a survivor and as an advocate. 
And if Congress and the Senate aren't going to pass the laws that we need to remove child sexual abuse material online, I will. I will run, I will win, and I'll remove it. Uh. So they're going to have to answer to me either way. I'll get it done either way. I just don't know how it's going to be. And I'm like the backdoor queen, you know what I mean? So I will get it done. It's just a matter of who will, how, and how, you know, I don't want to run for Congress, to be honest. I'm, uh, I'd rather just keep my hands out of, I, I love working one-on-one with survivors. I love working one-on-one with survivors, but I will go where I can be of maximum service. And sometimes we don't choose that path. It chooses us. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, so so what does that work look like on a day-to-day? Are you, you're answering phone calls from victims or other people or. So the cool thing about my job is it's almost different every single day. Okay. I have somewhat of a schedule, but it can go anywhere. I This is like the coolest part about my job. And I hope someone hears this and gets inspired. I can go from talking to someone who is high on drugs that the second they leave the conversation with me, they're going to go back to their pimp. You know what I mean? And we're talking about uh, safety planning and, you know, uh, harm reduction techniques and i can go straight from that conversation to uh you know talking to somebody in the white house that's how wild my day can be Mm. and that is something so beautiful and inspiring and motivating is that i can literally go from the gutter to the castle in a couple minutes And I love all of it. Um, I prefer my work directly with survivors. I prefer because there is something so inspiring about sitting there with peer to peer support because they know I'm not judging them and they know I love them no matter what. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, it could be literally anything. I could be driving a survivor to a safe house. I could be calling around looking for a safe house. I could be, um, you know, meeting with a survivor, helping them sign up for, to get a GD. I can be, you know, it could be anything, Hotep, because every single survivor has different needs. So, I mean, a lot of times we're talking about laws. We're talking about, you know, um, what laws need to be changed, all different types of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of wild. It's kind of fun. And then at times I work international cases as well. So I'll help survivors outside of the United States. Um, find whatever resources we can. Right, right. So my job is wild, but it's really fun. Um, let me get in some super chats real fast. Uh, Aldi Joker, put out a super chat. He said, "Yo, expose all the grifters." I used to, I used to, <laughs> get, I used to get in the name of the grifters, and now I just kind of let them live because I thought I was gonna win Grifter of the Year award, but then Lil Pump came in at the last minute, <laughs> stole all my thunder. Do you want to introduce one? Introduce a category. Oh, obviously, can I wear a, an evening gown? Yeah, you can do whatever you Isn't want. Is it gonna be like an award show? I mean, you film your own clip, but yes, it's gonna be like a, a award show. Look at my mind just went like, because you know I love an opportunity to dress up. Oh, what's up? You see what look I have on today? Well, how come I can't see your face? You got right your now? CIA look now because I'm trying to read the last super chat and my computer's in the way. See, I got the feds. I got the feds look on. So Hotep's <laughs> always said I look like a spy, FBI, CIA agent. So I literally like wore my feds. He's said, this is Yo, my spy look. Press, press one in the chat if she looked like a goddamn spy from Mission Impossible with that shirt on. <laughs> press press two in the chat if you think Hotep Jesus said he talked about the feds because he is a fed. <laughs> North Star Bright 499 Super Chat said, Eliza, the Hollywood machine has been documented in grooming kids to make them stars. Uh-oh. Do you feel independent artists are safer? 
I mean, from being sex trafficked? Uh, I think, yeah, he's talking about, you know, grooming, you know, uh, they're grooming kids. Um, y'all been not pressed to. <laughs> oh, Ken and Trisha hit me with the two. I'm about to take y'all, I'm about to take y'all privileges away. <laughs> Oh man, can you oh. bring it up? Bro, my favorite thing that you ever did was when you were talking about Kanye West on Rogan and you were like, yeah, he just talked about himself the whole time. Woo, 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 woo. He just talked about himself. And then you literally talked about yourself for like the next seven minutes. Straight. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I just compared myself to Okay, him. reel the tape back. Reel the tape back. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And I, that's reel that's false. Back. That's false. Let me have my, I'm going to have my assistant clip the clip. I compared myself right. to him. I compare myself. That that's what you're supposed to do when you're analyzing another person. You have to you have to put yourself in in their shoes and adjust your position. Clip. We'll get the clip. It's I know exactly what you're talking exists. about because when the I was when I was saying that, I thought exactly what you said. I said people are going to think I'm talking about exists. myself, but no, I'm, I put myself in the shoes. Like what if? Because that's the first thing you have to do is like you have to put yourself in somebody's shoes to understand. So I'm like, if I was a billionaire, would I do that? <laughs> I stayed trying to put myself in Kanye's shoes. Right. <laughs> Yo, I hey, you seen though he was talking about human trafficking. He was talking about uh, listen, I don't want to. People are gonna think I'm like the biggest Kanye stand. I'm not the actual biggest Kanye stand. I just think he's not the worst. I also stand Elon Musk. Like I truly think that Elon Musk and oh, you know what we should talk about? Hold on, how much more time do we have? I feel like we've been talking forever. We got sixty seconds. Sixty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> now we got time. Good. <laughs> I'm like 60 seconds. Hold on, let me get all my stuff. I want to say I like all the stuff I got coming up. Um, but no, but for real though. So a lot of folks ask me, um, what do I think can help? I think the artificial intelligence and the proper use of artificial intelligence will ultimately be what starts to curb this issue of online child sexual abuse material, and it will also make it impossible to sell humans for forced labor, forced product coercion, labor or, and or sex online. Yeah. Then it'll go back to a back alley, back corner crime. And that then law enforcement can officially just, just tackle that. Mm. And that I think is doable. So that is the light that I see at the end of the tunnel. I also feel like conversations like these uh, just put the ideas in people's head. Like, hey, this is, this is a way that I need to educate my own children. These are the ways we need to educate the youth. Um, you know, folks in the faith-based community, hoteps, hotep community, everybody, everybody community, we need to talk about our youth. We need to talk to our youth about this. Mm, indeed. Um, yeah, homie, I'm, I, you know, we're going to circle back to that question, right? So let me just answer it for you. Are independent yeah. artists safer? I think you answered your question. If you're independent of Hollywood, obviously you're safer, right? So, but I think the bigger discussion is talking about Hollywood and grooming people. Uh, because um, it's a big topic, it's a big discussion, and and people have come forward. Are you familiar with some of the people that have come forward? Uh, like with Me Too or Weinstein? Weinstein uh, King? Yeah, like Weinstein's a big one, yeah. yeah. Or R. Kelly? Well, R. Kelly's not a technically Hollywood, right? He's more... On what planet? What are you talking about? Not technically Hollywood. I believe I can fly. That's the music industry. That's just Hollywood as it gets. No, not Hollywood in that sense. Hollywood as in Hollywood, the film industry owned by the big conglomerates. R. Kelly's not a big conglomerate. R. Kelly went down so the big conglomerates wouldn't. Okay, well, we could split hairs all day or we could talk about whatever we came here to talk about. Talking about, about so Hollywood. 
Let's talk about Hollywood. We're gonna leave our Kelly right, alone. Hollywood. We're gonna Hollywood. talk about Hollywood right. and those well, motherfuckers with someday. with mad power. We gonna leave. Y'all well, not gonna drag R. Kelly on my goddamn channel. Clearly, that's a judgy subject, so we'll leave that where it is. Clearly. No, I just I just hate when people try to connect it to like like on the on the Epstein doc, and they threw Chris Tucker in there. I'm like, how the fuck y'all throw Chris Tucker in this whole shit? You know what I mean? Because it took well, listen. First and foremost, there's been a lot of grimy stuff that's been going on forever. A lot of adults have been letting a lot of things slide and nobody's saying anything. And at the end of the day, it always comes down to money, fame, and power. Right. That's it. Right. Whether it's a child that lives in an impoverished area, rural or urban area that's getting $200 for a massage or someone who's famous who's getting a comeuppance because they do whatever. Another actress not letting another actress know that if they go hang out with so-and-so in a hotel room, they're probably going to be sexually assaulted. I mean, we all play a role in this, right? And nobody's, uh, I don't try to put myself in a better position than anybody else. I mean, right now I'm live streaming with you on an iPhone. We all know where, you all know what the deal is with iPhone, yeah. right? You know, yeah. with Apple and them using the slave labor. Right. So I don't try to put myself on a bigger, higher, higher moral ground. No, I don't know anyone that's accused anyone in Hollywood. And uh, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with Alyssa Milano. I think uh, she's single-handedly set the survivor space back about 10 years, but I'd be willing to have that conversation. Why you say that? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, I'd like to know what, I, I think that the Me Too movement was started to empower but it bothers me that it was co-opted uh, for political purposes. Mm. Under no circumstances should survivors of sexual assault ever be used as a political grift, ever. Under no right. circumstances should you ask survivors of sexual assault, domestic violence, or human trafficking to step forward without providing them adequate aftercare, ever. Right. Ever. Yeah. Why would you ever do that? So I would love to have that conversation. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. Um, and I would love to have that conversation. And you feel she's using it for her. Oh, let me I think she ahead. gave up on it because it could be financially profitable. But don't worry. I'm here to clean up the mess per our usual arrangement. We're going to give a, 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 a Alyssa Milana. A come on, come man. on, man. So do you want to have you want? I don't think she'll do it. I don't think she'll have a conversation with you. That's OK. I mean, listen, the, the leftist... I, I approach everybody with respect. I approach everybody with respect and I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. There have been times I've stood up for her. Um, I just want to have that Me Too conversation because I know mm. she's not going to have it with Rose McGowan or anybody else. Mm. You know, I think we, I think that Me Too conversation needs to be had. Now, that being said, I think that a lot of good things have happened from Me Too. But now I'm scared that as women, because I am a woman, uh, that now, you know, if a man goes on a date with me, he feels like he's got a, not me, but like, Thinks that we're going to cry something that, you know, I don't know, man. It just mm. made it a mess. Yeah. And I don't. It just made it a mess. I don't like the way that that went down. And, you know, this is the thing. People were out here on some believe all survivors, believe all survivors, believe all survivors until it was politically inconvenient. Mm. Mm. Do you believe that, you know, the slogan? So, yeah, actually, that's a really good question, Hotep. And this is my answer. So um, 
as an advocate, I believe all survivors. Right. So as an advocate, I believe all survivors. If you, Hotep Jesus, are a survivor of human trafficking, sexual assault, domestic violence, and if you come to me and you say, my face is green, I believe you. If you mm. say, my head is growing a third eye, and I believe you. You get what I'm saying? If you yeah. tell me I was, you know, uh, whatever, whatever, I believe you. No matter what you say, I believe you. Um, a, big, a big reason why survivors of these crimes don't step forward is because they think they won't be believed. But part of being a survivor advocate is explaining to every survivor what due process looks like. Mm. Mm. So I believe in due process. I believe, I very much believe in due process. That stops you, Hotep Jesus, from accusing me of stealing something from you and me going to jail without having that due process. Or like if, if you and I, Hotep Jesus, went on a date, um, then if I accused you of something, instead of you just going away forever, uh, you get you get your due process. You get your day in court. Mm. But as a survivor advocate, I believe all survivors, but also it's my job to explain to every survivor that due process is very important. Mm. Mm. And it plays a role. So here's here's where I have a problem. Uh, a few uh, I want to say uh, last year it came out. Amanda, Amanda Seals accused, uh, a, a, I believe his name was Myron Roll of uh sexual harassment and potentially sexual abuse and then mm -hmm. she later came out and admitted that she lied about that it's a false okay. accusation and this happens a lot how, how do we doesn't that detract from people like real victims i don't know any specifics about that case so i'd have to look more into it um have there been false accusations absolutely um, have there been times where survivors haven't been believed? Absolutely. Um, I believe it so makes the it case works. worse, right? Like, so, you know, we want to believe all survivors and then you have this false accusation, which makes it harder on survivors to get the attention they need. Believe also an advocate will believe all survivors. And then we work from that starting point on healing and your, the rest of your journey. Right. Right. But like out in the public space, due process, is very important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, due process is very, very, very important. Right. Um, and that stops us from being able to just run around and accuse each other of whatever, whenever. Yeah. So an advocate believes all survivors. Okay. But we don't just go out and accuse people of doing things that can ruin folks' lives and false accusations have led to suicide on the, on the part of the abuse. I mean, this is very serious game we're playing here. I don't even know why, like, once again, it's like one of these things, like, why are we even talking about this? Like, why is this even a thing? That's yeah. the most egregious for someone to forcibly take sex from someone is probably one of the most egregious acts you could ever do. I mean, literally, I can't think of too many more, right? Absolutely. Um, to accuse someone of the most egregious act is pretty serious business. Yes. But... I also put into play that there are folks that deal with mental health issues and other things of that nature. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Hold up. Absolutely. I think, you know, I I'm glad we're having this conversation because a lot of these things are, are getting cleared up. Like I said before, it's documented. This is in a time capsule now and people in the future. Um, by and the I'm way, just one opinion. I'm just one opinion. There's a lot of survivors out there with a lot of different opinions. So I'm just one opinion. So if you don't like my opinion, you could go find a different survivor. And there's plenty out there. Yep. Yeah, if you don't like her style.
Um, Cassius Cam said, things I'd like to listen over Alyssa Milano's podcast, Lizzo twerking, Alex Jones, sex tape, Gilbert Godfrey sing lullabies, and Nick Cannon diss track. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Um, so what did we miss from this conversation that we need to cover? Because I'm sure, you know, I missed something. Did I miss anything or did I cover? We talked. Well, we can we can definitely have another conversation. How tip this doesn't need to be a, you know what I mean? I, I It doesn't need to be like a one-time thing. I just think that right, it's sure. important for folks to know that slavery still exists. Yeah. Above and beyond everything else. Um, you know, slavery is a hot topic. Folks like to think of it as just being something from the past something that doesn't happen in the United States. I mean, there are slaves in the United States still. Right. And so when we think about the issue of slavery, I would implore folks, let's tackle the issue of modern day slavery before we continue to speak about issues of the past. I'm not trying to belittle any conversation from the past. I think those are important conversations and I am definitely willing to have those conversations as well. But we always have to remember that there are folks currently enslaved and it's not a small number. We're talking about a massive number and it's growing. I think some other just really important things really quickly is that during the COVID-19 lockdowns, we've seen record high, 40% increase in one month for the human trafficking hotline. That's the cost for the human trafficking hotline. Um, <clears throat> the sexual assault hotline, RAIN, um, has seen, so they've been around well over 20 years, I believe. I don't want to miss say, I think over 25 years or right at the 25-year mark. I forget how long they've been around. They've seen unprecedented numbers, the 25-year, um, This is they've seen the highest number of calls to the sexual abuse hotline of all time, the highest number of calls from children. So this is not something we need to take lightly. During the COVID-19 lockdown, we've seen 126% increase in reported child sexual abuse material per the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the White House mm. also verified those statistics. So we are talking about a nightmare. Can we talk about DV? Yeah. Um, I'm like all excited. Yeah, let's talk about the <laughs> violence. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is... Yeah, I'm just excited. What do we do? What do we do when we know somebody who is a victim of DV? You know, let's say it's a male and a female is a victim of DV. What do we what do we do? They 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 so are a family at, member or a friend. Uh, yeah, or acquaintance, whatever it is. And let me just preface how their attitude is. Right. Um, the attitude is like, please don't feel sorry for me. Don't do anything. You know, I'll be fine. Yeah. So in that situation. I like to use a survivor-led approach. That's how I approach all survivors. They choose their level of healing and they choose their own journey. What we can do as allies and as supporters is be armed with the tools and knowledge. So if you know someone that's in a situation like domestic violence or human trafficking, because human trafficking and domestic violence kind of have a lot in common. Um, and if someone is repeatedly going back to their abuser, you can learn as much about domestic violence as possible. So there's great resources on the Domestic Violence Hotline website. I post their stuff all the time on Twitter. Um, the Domestic Violence Hotline website has a lot of amazing things if you have friends that are going through this. But just first and foremost, letting them know that you love them, that you're not judging them, that they're not alone, and giving them tools and resources. 
But the other thing with DV that's very specific and it, it runs along the same lines with human trafficking as well is you have to be careful. So if you hand a survivor or a victim a pamphlet and they take the pamphlet home, they could get killed. Mm. Period. Right. So I think just letting them know that you're there, having the number saved in your phone. So if they call, knowing what resources are in their area so that if, that if they decide they want to leave their abuser, you're not like scrambling like, OMG, it's three o'clock in the morning. Who do I call? Right. You're ready. You're ready for when they're ready. And simply just saying like, hey, I'm here. Mm. But you kind of do the footwork on your side. I let the survivor choose their level of healing. Mm. Um, and I let them choose their own journey. Mm. And sometimes it breaks my heart because I have to wait, walk away. And I know it's not the path that I would choose. But you know what, Hotep? If people had forced me along the way to do what they thought I needed, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. Mm. 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 Very interesting. If I hadn't gone back so many times, I don't think I would have had the stones to take on big tech. I needed to get my butt kicked a couple more times out there. Was there, was there, yeah. Was there anybody like that for you or was it the hotline that, that really got you out? I was private. I was very private. I still kind of am, which is really funny. Like I'm very extroverted and extra, but I'm still very, my private life is very private and, um, on purpose. And when I wrote the email, the email was not to the hotline, but if I'd had the hotline number, I probably would have called the hotline. I just didn't even know what the hotline number was, mm. which is one of the other reasons why I stay posting the hotline. Cause I want folks to know like, Hey, there's resources out there. And when you call the hotline, you're not reporting a crime or anything like that. But um, when I wrote them an email, they wrote me back right away. And my first advocate came and moved me in the middle of the night while I was at work. Mm. Mm. Wow. She grabbed my stuff, put it in the van, and we were out. Wow. And I just went to a safe, I went to a safe house a couple, a couple states away. Wow. 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 Amazing. Amazing. So let's say somebody is uh watching this stream right now and they're being human trafficked, who should they reach out to? So my suggestion would be if you have the ability, reach out to the human trafficking hotline. Uh, the human trafficking hotline is in my bio on Twitter. My Twitter is at Eliza blue, or you can Google the human trafficking hotline. It'll pop right up. You can email them. You can chat live with them. You can send them a message. You can also look to see on that website if that sort of matches what your experience is. If you're unsure whether or not you're being trafficked, you can call with any questions. So when you call them, it's complete. you can be completely anonymous. You don't need to tell them anything. You don't need to tell them about anything that's going on. You could just ask questions. Unfortunately, because of everything that's going on this year, calls are off the chain. So um, I always recommend to survivors, if you're in desperate need, of course, call 911. Um, there are also resources probably in your area if you live within the United States. And then after this interview, I'll post an international map of locations around the world that serve survivors of human trafficking. There is hope and there is healing out there. And there are a lot of folks out there that care about you. The human trafficking hotline is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, rain or shine, no matter who the president is. Mm, mm. And you could just ask questions, you so, know? So that's you might the not be ready. So, so that's what their experience would be like. They'd call the hotline and 
and the person will say, Hey, you know, this is whoever, right? Person X. And then yeah, I'd say, hi, my name's, I'd say, hi, my name's Eliza. Uh, I'm a survivor advocate for those affected by human trafficking. Um, you know, are you in a safe place to talk? Cause that's kind of the first thing. Like, are you safe? Right. Um, and then from there, we just try to assess, are you safe? Are you having thoughts of suicide? Are you having thoughts of self-harm? Are you, the main thing is, are you in a safe place? Right. Right. Like, is your abuser coming home in five minutes? And do we need to get someone, you know what I mean? Is this like, do we have like two seconds? Is like the main question. Right. And then from there, they can ask you, you know, hey, what's going on? You can ask them questions about like, hey, I'm not sure if this is trafficking. Also, the cool thing about the human trafficking hotline is it offers 200 plus languages. Mm. So if you speak a different language, you can call. Mm. Um, unfortunately, in other countries, there are fewer resources available for survivors of human trafficking. Mm. So the human trafficking hotline also serves survivors of labor trafficking as well. So they can get you to a safe house. You know, there are places that you can go right now. If you want to leave your abuser, there are places you can go right now. Shout to Raider. Shout to Raider. Raider's on top of things. Shout out to Sketch Therapy too. Um, Raider uh, dropped the human trafficking hotline website and phone number. Thank you. And text Thank you. Number. I should have it memorized, right? Like, yeah, but he, it's all good. I, I will, uh, we got great I'm too minds. busy trying to shut out my cash app. I'm too busy trying to <laughs> shut out my cash app and grift off myself. Hey, uh, dollar sign Eliza Blue B L E U is the cash app. Make it rain on the cash app, y'all. Make it rain on the cash app. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. I don't want to have to start an OnlyFans. Come on, man. Like, oh, that would it. Shout out to Hotel with it. Um, Shout out to Hotel with it. Nah, great chat tonight. Um, uh, go ahead and give people, you know, uh, contact where they can get with you and how to follow yeah, you and so, what that experience is like. What that experience is like? That's so weird. What do you mean? I'm in marketing. <laughs> I'm I'm in marketing. For us, everything is an experience. Hotep, why don't you tell them what following me the experience is like? I would say you probably have a better like, idea than I do. It's like uh, watching Jack Dorsey get put in a headlock and beat over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird because that's how it feels. Okay, glad. Good, glad, glad I'm pr providing that experience for everyone. Trust me, it's not done. We ain't done yet. We're just getting going. So um, my Twitter is at Eliza Blue, perfect time to shout out your Twitter, right? My Twitter is at Eliza Blue. We spell blue kind of uh, the French way. So it's E-L-I-Z-A-B-L-E-U. Mm -hmm. Cash app, E-L-I-Z-A-B-L-E-U. Um, I should slow down, huh? My locals was where my blog, it's free speech. You can come by, you can hang out and donate. It's Eliza.locals.com. But the real fun thing for any folks that live in Atlanta or are Tesla owners, come by, check me out. Check me out. I'm going to speak live at this Tesla event that we're having on December 12th. Uh, it's going to be the longest. Tesla on, the car? Tim, I want you to. Yes, bro. Tesla the car. And you're not even in the frame. I want to see your face. I want you to get I, excited. I, plug, I, had to, I had to plug my laptop and it was about to die. Oh, see, and you were clowning me before we went live that my right. brother plugged in and then look, look who's <laughs> lagging. <laughs> I'm slipping. Hotel's like, girl, because you're so bright on the screen, you're like killing my battery. Like somehow <laughs> your brightness is like eating up my battery. It's not used to it. Um, <laughs> so, Come on, man. Um, yeah, it's December 12th in Atlanta. 
We are going to break the world record, Guinness Book of World Records for longest Tesla parade. It's Tesla and miles through time. All the money from that parade. Oh, and we're beating China. Okay. China holds the record, I guess. <laughs> China holds the record, the record for the longest electric car Tesla parade. And this year on December 12th, we are going to beat them. All the proceeds from that event goes to Survivor of the Human Trafficking, our rescue. And um, yeah, man, it's gonna be it's how, gonna be an amazing event. I'm the keynote. I think I'm the keynote speaker there, so that'll be how, really fun. How does Tesla relate to all of this, or is he just supportive? So the way so when they so when Miles through time and Tesla des- decided to do this event, they didn't want to do it for nothing. Right. So it was uh, a situation human trafficking. You know, Atlanta has Atlanta uh, Atlanta has a rough time with human trafficking. Okay. They have a very, very hard time with human trafficking. I mean, everywhere has a hard time with human trafficking. It literally happens everywhere. I can guarantee you. If you Google human trafficking, not you, Hotep, you already know this, but like whomever's watching this, Google human trafficking in your area, I guarantee you something will pop up. Right. It's bad. So, um, but Atlanta gets specifically really clocked uh, for a plethora of reasons. But um but these folks that put together this this event wanted to donate all the money to Survivor the Human Trafficking and to those needs. And I think that that's so amazing. So, and I'm very excited specifically to speak at that event because I'm going to speak about how Elon Musk's bold ideas and the fresh way that he looks at things and the fresh way that he tackles problems and take, doesn't take no for an answer is the same way that we need to tackle the issue of human trafficking. Mm. And when's that event? I December twelfth in Atlanta. Okay. I posted that today on my Twitter as well. So of course I'm constantly posting. But um but yeah, for some reason I get officially kicked off Twitter, which I wouldn't think was that weird. You could catch me on locals. Or maybe I'll just be hanging out on Hotel Jesus Twitter. You always got a home here with me. Thank you, Hotep. Absolutely. You always have a home here with me too. I appreciate that. The Hotep's definitely got your back. I know you guys do. And I really appreciate that. A lot of the hotels have really had my back. And that means so much because this issue is not like a fun, cool issue. Right. Um, But I appreciate any love and support that I get from any group and community. Um, And the hotels have definitely given me that, especially you, Hotel Jesus. So I appreciate that. Thank you. No doubt. No doubt. And you're just a nice guy. And I like picking on you. (laughs) I'm just an easy target, I guess. huh? I didn't say it. <laughs> You're a firecracker. Um, <laughs> I like that because I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> Damn, Jay, you're going to have to tell me about that story. I did not know that about Homeboy. Wow, that's wild. Um, Eliza, thank you for coming on the platform. Um, thank you for having me. You know, like I said, you always have a home here on the Hotep Jesus channel. Um, and thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Okay, don't say bye seven times. Just click me off. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Hotep. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Click me off. Bye. 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 I'm clicking you off for real this time. Okay, okay. Bye, everybody. Love you. Bye. All right. Peace out, yo. Hotep. (laughs) That was uh, Eliza Blue. Great, great, great person, great energy. Um, survivor of trafficking. I, I could not imagine that's 
no matter how hard I try. Um, but great talk tonight. Shout out to everybody coming. Panther Row, Raider, Trish, Waste of Talent Podcast. Um, tough topic to talk about. Still have fun, you know? Um, so when she said some of this stuff, I'm just like, you know, it just like brings me down. Like 40% spike in human trafficking during COVID? Jesus Christ. Ridiculous. Oh, immediately. Uh, so, yeah, make sure y'all go follow her. Cash app. Uh, dollar sign. Eliza BLE. Uh, and this podcast will exist on Apple. Apple Podcast will exist uh, on Spotify as well. So, Please leave me a five-star review. Subscribe on your favorite platform. Before you leave, hit the like button. If you haven't subscribed to this channel right now. Definitely appreciate it. Um, hotep to the fam and the roast. See you coming. Hotep to the fam and play on that.